Welcome back to the Nuts and Bolts, the podcast with the most. Jeez. We got Clay Ricks in the house tonight and Jason Hill to my right. What's going on? That rhymed. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. That just happened. It did. Yep. Live action from Blanchard. <laughs> Live action. It's about the only action out here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. With the what's brewing outside, it might get oh, real man, exciting here in a little get, bit. Yeah, it might get fired up a little bit. Ah, true, true. Yep. The Frady holes that way, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, sweet. I wondered about that. I'm thinking, like, if he lives up here, he's got a Frady hole. Oh, yeah. There's no way you live near I-44 and not have one. It's external to the house, but there is one. Nice. <laughs> I'm still country bumpkin enough. You guys can go ahead. I'll stay up top. Oh, we're definitely staying up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Watching for naders. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. That damn, look at that thing all twisted around up there all crazy like that, man. I say, what is up in the sky? I go, wah, wah, wah. That's great, man. Oh, nice. <laughs> that is everybody on the news in Oklahoma after a tornado because they go find the most ridiculous person to interview for some reason. Yeah, they do. I don't know if they're doing for ratings or what they're doing, but they find the most ridiculous person to interview for sure. Like Sweet Brown? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lord Jesus, there was a fire. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I didn't grab my shoes or nothing, Jesus. <laughs> I just ran for my life. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me so happy. I could watch it over and over. I love o- it. Oklahoma City proud. Man, the best part of that was, I guess it was her brother or somebody that she knew, walking, pacing back and forth in the background going, oh, God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I think the, the like 10-year anniversary of that was just a couple weeks ago. Oh, man. No kidding. It was like it was yesterday. Yeah. I kind of want to hang out with Sweet Brown. Not going to lie. <laughs> it would be a good time. You know it would. So, for me, I saw that on Tosh.0 for the first time, and I'm looking – and it says KFOR. I was pretty new to Oklahoma, and I'm watching. I'm thinking that sounds familiar. And I go Google it. It's like fuck, really? <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah. had to be. Well, we got a special guest tonight. Should we go ahead and call him? I think so. All right. Let's see if he answers. He's probably waiting on us. Like, what's taking these guys so long? Right. And I'm calling from like some scammer type number. Hello. Hey, how's it going, man? Not too bad. Is this about my car warranty? Yeah, actually it is, man. We're calling you about your <laughs> car's extended warranty. So how are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing good, brother. How about you, man? <laughs> not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Well, introduce this guy, Clay. I'm. You know what? I'm going to butcher his last name, so That's, I'm going to let him introduce him. That, I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so my name is Cody Wojcik, and um, I used to uh, used to fly a lot more, but um, now I'm doing a little bit more uh, design. So I've done some designs for Extreme Flight and uh, Twisted Hobbies. Nice. Well, I would imagine you still have to fly if you design it. You've got to fly it, right? Yeah, definitely. No, I, I still fly. Uh, you know, at least once a week. But um, just uh, I used to be at you know every every event. You know and. Uh, Jonah all the time, all the all the big events, but just doing a little bit, a little bit less of that. Some of the local IMAX stuff and uh, uh, local 3D events, but um, just a little bit more on the design side now. So I looked on your Facebook because uh, I had asked you whether you were Central or Eastern Time, and I couldn't figure out where you're at. So what's local? Uh, I'm in I'm Eastern Time. I am in Southern New Hampshire, a little town called Fremont. Ah. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Oh, he's way over there. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. It's one of the, uh, one of the, the, the things about, um, about kind of flying out here. We don't have a ton of events in the Northeast. Um, so it's, uh, you know, like Nall is, is usually a two day drive. Holy cow. I thought it was yeah. a long way for us. Yeah. yeah. Right. He's damn near British, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Canadian. It's the, uh, yeah. it's the, it's, it's the deep South of the far North is where I live. Deep <laughs> South of the far North. I like that. He's almost saying, Hey, <laughs> going to Tim Hortons, eh? Hey, yeah. About yeah. time for that. Yeah. yeah. Put mayonnaise on your french fries, do you? Oh, geez. No, no. <laughs> not that far north. We're not that weird up there. <laughs> so you, uh, yeah, I'm glad you pronounced your name because I would have definitely messed that up. It's easier <laughs> to say than it is to look at it. Yeah, I, I was looking I, at it. I was and expecting like, a little more than that. Is it Wozik? Wozik? Is that it? Which yeah. what country? Wozik, yeah. Wojcik. yeah. Okay. Pretend the sea's not there. I got you. Gotcha. You. Sweet. So I have to point out that uh, someone added you to the RC Scrap Pile Facebook page, and you immediately come in, bl- guns blazing, and I'm like, this guy's our people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like instantly. Well, <laughs> and I think Larry's response was who sent you? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I was like, I can understand people being, you know, maybe not wanting to hear swearing on their RC podcast, but like on the other hand, like who wants to hear about camera drones? So right. I, yeah. I was surprised I got as much, <laughs> as much pushback as I did on that post, but I'm glad you guys liked it. Uh, so awesome. uh, no, it, it, as soon as I read it, I'm like, this guy, he's our people. He's <laughs> yeah. obviously listened to a couple episodes, and he knows exactly what buttons to push. He is stirring the pot. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> Stir the pot. Speaking of stir that's the right. pot, I, I had a lot of fun with that one yesterday. <laughs> I missed that one. Sorry, I spend, haven't spent as much time on uh, on the group Yeah, lately. Oh, it was good. We, uh, we were... Uh, trying to get people to ban 3D, you know, those asshole 3D guys that are ruining the hobby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a uh, IMAA event circa yeah. <laughs> 10 years ago. Nice. Yep. So you said you've done some design work. That's, uh, you know, this show, we try to keep it a little bit more technical and a little bit more on the rails than the scrap pile. <laughs> we, we, tend to, okay. we tend to swerve on these rails, but uh, I want to talk to you about some of your design work. And I correct me if I'm wrong, but I know of at least one design for sure. That's yours is the Bushmaster series. Yep. And, uh, did you also design the extreme flight Raven? I did. Yeah. The turbo Raven. Um, that's kind of the, the latest one that I did. Um, working on some other stuff right now, but no real, uh, timeline for it. It's really hard to predict, you know, when stuff's going to be available. Um, I also did a lot of stuff for Twisted Hobbies, um, uh, some of which was with Chris Jewett as well. So, you know, he kind of started the crack series with the crack yak and, uh, kind of, I kind of replied with the, uh, the crack laser after that and the crack pits. We worked together on the crack turbo beaver and, um, a couple other things we've, we've worked on together. So, well, and I've seen your name on the uh, crack triplane or crack Fokker, mm-hmm. whatever they call it. Um, the crack Fokker. That's right. Yep. Yeah. I, I knew I'd recognized your name before from just from seeing it on that plane, which is an excellent indoor flyer. Uh, I yeah, love I think that. It's plane. fun, isn't it? It's yeah. tons of fun. It's the most effortless knife edging I've ever seen. Like yeah. you don't give it, it any rudder, it just it, knife edges. And it, it's got, it has so much wing area. It's almost like if you, 
if you just pull the elevator at anywhere close to the right time, you you just can't crash it. You know, it's got it has it has more wing area than like a sixty inch electric. So, um, yeah, it was, it was funny. I was I was actually the kind of the the genesis of that design. I was hanging out with a good friend of mine and. We were having a couple of beers and playing with real flight and you know how that goes like you you practice 3d for um you know 10 15 minutes or whatever and then you start like you know trying to torque roll a cub or like that like wolf spider thing is in there you try to yeah. fly that or whatever and he's like dude try this thing and he before he had he had told me he's like i, I think a, a a 3d triplane would be really cool and i'm like Steve, no, this is a stupid idea. It's a terrible idea. Yeah. And because, um, like, it just kind of reminded me of, like, the idea that, like, early on, it seemed like with foamies, everything had been done, but very little had actually been done well. And, um, but anyway, he, so he feeds me another beer and he gets me set up on the simulator with this, like, messed up triplane that he had blown up and made it 3D and stuff. And I'm like, all right, dude, this thing actually flies pretty fun. This, this is a blast. So after that, we, um, we worked on the, uh, the crack Fokker cause you know, that's a good name too. Right. So, Absolutely. um, yeah. so, uh, yeah, we, we, uh, I'm, I'm proud of that. That's, that's a, a blast to fly. And have you tried the, uh, the smaller one, the little Fokker? Uh, no, I've only flown the one, the, I, I think I it's think the, 30 yeah. inch, maybe. 30 yeah, something. 30, 31, something like that. Yeah. The little one, the 24 inch is actually, I think it's even better. Man. It's, it, it's just, it's just a little quicker. It's just a little bit more like, I don't know, something about it's got just the right amount of energy. Nice. So uh, if you want something like, like a little smaller, it doesn't take up the whole back of your car when you put it in the car, then uh, the, the little Fokker is a lot of fun too. Well, don't ever drink and talk airplanes with Casey. He'll have you building flying ice chests. Oh, oh yeah, that that definitely has happened. <laughs> awesome. So, sorry. Yeah, I'm about it. Yeah. Well, it started out, you know, uh, kind of uh, derogatory in nature. People <laughs> refer to foamies as the ice chest Air Force, so we yep. embraced it by yeah, making an ice chest fly. Nice. And I, I'm really I'm a bad procrastinator. I'm not a builder. I don't do all that fun stuff. I'm just an idea guy. And Jason kind of <laughs> ran with it, you know. Yeah. Like, you know he's good with tools. Yeah, yeah. Him, I was like, look at this. Yeah. Hey, check this out. And I'm like, oh gosh. I was like, I got a cooler for you. We're gonna make some cool did stuff. You, uh, did you? Did you? Did you like hack it up and and make wings and stuff out of the the, the flat part of the foam? Or oh no, no, no it's, it's actually a foam cooler. And then Jason like has. <laughs> Like it's square on the front. Like we didn't think it was going to work very well <laughs> yeah. at all, but it's amazing that it does. But he, uh, man, hot wire foam cut some wings and big tail nice. piece. And dude, it, it, I flew it not too long ago. It doesn't fly bad. It's, nice. I it's dig a, it. A foam cooler with wings and a tail and twin engines and it flies. Nah. <laughs> oh, and don't How forget many... about the six pack bomb release. I, we, I went back down to two. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we can we can yeah. drop two cans out of it. I may that, or may. That's the question: is how many can how many beers can you fit in it before right. it won't take off? I've only flown it with two so far. Uh, I was originally going to design a, a method to drop a six pack, but uh, I I think that was a little <laughs> bit uh, overkill. So I went back down to two. Yeah, you can't do that to beer either. <laughs> well, I put a parachute on them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right, that works. Nice. And we may or may not be soliciting soliciting uh, shitty coolers for some advertising. May or may not. I'm not sure yet. Nice. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna do that with the Yeti. 
Yeah. Well, it actually says Yeti on it right now. So, <laughs> did you so, sharpie it? No. Well, no. How this happened was so I used to work at a paint and body shop, and some of that we had water-based paints, so they would a lot of them were temperature sensitive, so they'd have them in these big foam coolers. And I mean, this thing's like an inch and a half thick all the way around. Yep. I mean, it's for carrying yep. heavy paint. And uh, so I had a vinyl plotter, and I was like, huh. So I put a Yeti sticker on the front of it, dude. It had like you, you know. <laughs> What would you, uh, like masking tape hinges and little, yeah. oh yeah, it worked really good as a cooler for a long time. It was great. Sweet. That's awesome. Sure. Now, now Redneck the, Yeti. Now it's, now it's the B1 bomber. The What did we call it? The, the, the beer, beer can? One, beer one bomber. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> beer two bomber, maybe. That's awesome. What kind of motors and, and stuff did you use on it? It's two of the E-Flight Power 60s. Okay. So yeah, you're not... You're not screwing around. That's a lot of power. Yeah, two two uh, success packs, one for each motor. Sick. And, uh, yeah, it, it'll get off the ground. Yeah, it cruises <laughs> around half power easy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, one like of the it. one of the more hilarious things about it though is it, uh, in a loop on the backside when you throttle down so you don't accelerate, the thing will actually slow down, pointing straight at the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the biggest th- not the most aerodynamic shape. <laughs> not at all. And the biggest thing is, is about 60 degrees of bank is as far as you want to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it rolls say, very slow. That, yeah. that reminds me. I'm, of, uh, I'm, I'm impressed that you were able to do a loop of it, though. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It, it loops fine. I wouldn't recommend a, uh, a roll. No rolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but loops are okay. <laughs> nice. Awesome. So. No rudder, differential so, thrust. It works pretty good. Yeah. So I was told, uh, a big bird told me to uh, ask you about when you were working on the Bushmaster. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, I'm guessing that started out as foam, or I was told it started out as foam. And uh, that at one point, it got a glow motor on a foam Bushmaster. <laughs> um, there's a lot of cross. Uh, but I, I, don't, I don't know where that came from, actually, because that's... <laughs> Um, so the, the Bushmaster actually came from, um, it's, it's kind of the wood version of the crack turbo beaver, right? So, um, you know, it started with like the, the, the kind of the genesis of the whole like 3d bush plane, like high wing thing was the, the 3d hobby shop, Bigfoot. You remember that thing? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, a few years there. Yeah. And. And, you know, that concept of like doing like, you know, a Harrier landing with a bush plane, right. Or like just kind of flopping it down like a fun fly plane or like really quick touch and goes like, um, you know, like a, an overpowered 3D bush plane. It's just like a concept. It's like just really, really cool. And, um, you know, Chris Jewett and I kind of like had both wanted that. So, you know, we made the um, we designed the. uh the crack turbo beaver right and like the 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 full-scale turbo beavers is like i think one of the coolest airplanes it just it's just so weird because they started with the you know the de havilland beaver which was a um a radial engine airplane and they chopped the front of it off and they put this giant ass turbo prop on it and um then like the nose moments a little bit long so the yaw the uh, stability is not quite there. So they put all these fences and stuff on the back <laughs> and fences on the wing. And it's just, it's just a bizarre, like cool looking airplane. Right. And, um, so, you know, we really liked that plane and we decided to do the, um, the foam one, which, you know, is, is still a thing you can still buy from twisted and it's, it's a blast. And, um, 
and then you know we we went on to um you know chris kind of did had some advising there and then i did all the design and, and cad work for the um for the actual wood one the the 84 inch was the first uh you know the first one from extreme flight where like you know i kind of looked at like the power systems that we had and um it's like every couple of years the power systems just get more and more powerful so like the 60 inch power system was was more than you would need if i were to make it like a, a 60 inch airplane so i kind of scaled it up to 84 inches and figured like it it doesn't need to rocket out of a hover like a 60 inch electric 3d airplane but um if it's got just good you know decent authority um it's more important that it's kind of light and floaty and um and then like all the fences and everything that they did to make the full scale one fly better um actually kind of makes the plane 3d a lot better and that's like that's where we um you know that that's like kind of the advantage of of that airplane and um uh in being a 3d like high wing bush airplane um so yeah so we we moved on and and we got a prototype from from the factory in china and they basically they kind of looked at the wingspan and said oh 84 inches okay that makes sense and they built it like they build an 84 inch like gas airplane right so it was it was just it was a uh a brick outhouse i'll say right it was super super rugged like you know, you probably could have put a DA-50 on it and it would have held together um, and just took a ton of weight out of it for the next couple prototypes and it, it, it flew great. But um, the Nitro airplane was something different, which was this project that like, like sometimes I'll get like an idea and I just kind of have to do it. And it's even though it's like a terrible idea. Yep. And um, that was a, a, a Nitro powered uh, crack yak, which I had it. <laughs> Joe Nall a couple of years ago. Um, <clears throat> that may be the was, one that, uh, uh, that was mentioned. It was definitely a foamy with a nitro yeah. motor that, uh, yeah, that so, I was told about. And was it a control line motor where it was wide open all the time? No, no. It's, a, it's a, actually okay. it's a Norvell 061 uh, with a throttle on it. And um, which you can actually, I don't know if you can still buy those because I think when I bought it, it came from Russia. So like probably you're not going to be able to get those for a while, but like, it just came in this little tiny box wrapped in like brown paper with like no markings on it. And, um, but like that little motor runs awesome. It runs like a, like an old, like 46 FX, but just tiny. And, um, as long as the fuel is fresh, if the fuel's not really fresh, it, it's a little bit finicky, but, um, yeah. So anyway, I took a, a crack yak light, which is a little thinner and, um, I made like a motor mount and everything for it and reinforced it with some carbon. And then I actually, I covered the whole thing with uh, ultra coat light so that the glow fuel wouldn't soak into it like a big sponge. And um, yeah, it, it flies pretty good as long as you can keep the engine running. Like it, it flies like a really heavy <laughs> uh, crack yak that makes a ton of noise. Yeah. And um, <laughs> when we flew it, like the first time at Nall a couple of years ago, like, I had it just sitting like in the extreme flight tent and like people would walk by it and think like, Oh, it's a foamy or whatever. And then every now and again, somebody would look at the front of it and realize like, what the, what the hell is on the front yeah, yeah. of this thing? And they'd pick it up. <laughs> yeah, and, what were um, you thinking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, so I started it up and I'm like carrying it out. And I remember like there was this one dude had been flying foamies all night and he just like, he sees me like walking out with this thing in my hand, just like screaming 
and is he just like locks up he was like trying to put a battery in his plane or something and he's just staring at this thing because like <laughs> you know what you hear and what you see just don't really make any sense but yeah it, it flew pretty good until i got like yelled at for you know because it, it it seems a lot more dangerous than an electric plane so right uh yeah but yeah it's noisy yeah. so therefore it's dangerous oh yeah yeah that's right yeah it's got a my electric a lot more flammable yeah, my electric lawnmower won't cut my foot off like my gas power would run well uh, sure yeah 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 so, uh no that's awesome tree I, i've never hippie. seen anybody put a nitro motor on a foamy i think one of the old like pro, uh like i heard one of the 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 pro bro guys managed to do it as well with an 049 um but i don't think it had it had throttle control so nice that's that sounds like good fun yeah, maybe, it is. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's a future project, Jason. I got an idea for you. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. So I did have a friend. If, if that you want to do it, I've got all the. Um, yeah, and you got access to a printer. I've got all the files. Oh no! Out and do it. <laughs> nice. Jason yeah, does have access to a printer. <laughs> nice. Now I uh, I did have a friend that built a uh, blue fan fold and like the uh, the insulation. He built a yeah. plane mm-hmm. big enough, put a DLE thirty on it. Out of a Jesus. fan fold and out of insulation, <laughs> and it flew pretty well. Nice. But at the end of the yeah. day, he was a pretty diehard electric guy, and he was like, "Nah, I'm just the gas motor don't really interest me." So he got uh, rid yeah. of it. But yeah, it had PVC landing gear, foam wheel. I mean, it was completely hardware store built minus the engine. Nice. Nice. <laughs> no, I'm not making fun of it. It was it was kind of a unique idea. Yeah, I time. absolutely appreciate stuff like that. Yeah. I'm that's not weird. Awesome. I'm not weirdo at the field though. It's like, look at this stuff over here. And you're like, man, what is that? And I'm like, I know, it's cool, right? Well, that's like so I got into the hobby with uh blue fan fold. Oh mm-hmm. send them to voicemail. I'm going to. Um so I got in the hobby with blue fan fold and building cheap airplanes with hobby king stuff because at the time that's what i could afford i was in college yeah and uh absolutely you know and then i come out to oklahoma after i get a real job and i'm flying and i meet jason and he's got this mm-hmm. 737 that looks amazing and i'm like you built this out of blue fan folds like you should see the junk i was building I'm like holy cow <laughs> you know this awesome. thing's fan fold and then fiberglass and painted and looked amazing still does what that was six seven years ago yeah so that's awesome. Yeah. Well, man, I've got, yeah, I mean, that's, oh, go ahead. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, I, I was just going to say like, there's, there's a lot of guys who complain. They're like, Oh, nobody builds anymore. And like, yeah, fewer people build with like silk and dope or like, you know, just cutting out a bud nose and kit and, and right. covering it or whatever. But like, there's a whole generation of builders now who got their start and have done amazing things with fan, fan fold foam or Depron or like foam board or like you know any of that stuff that it's just the fact like it's different right and that that's kind of where the hobby and in, in building is now or like um you know um ben fisher a guy who started 3d hobby shop like his name on the forums is blue core basher because that's that's how he got his start as well right was was no making blue fanfold stuff i didn't know that about ben i've spent yeah. uh several hours talking to him at ice house and he's actually a guy i really want to get on this show because He's one of those people you start talking to him and he really opens up and tells <laughs> yeah. you about, you know, oh, I designed it this way for this reason and this and that. And I mean, the guy's wealth of knowledge when it comes to design work. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a great guy to talk to. Very talented guy, very smart. 
Yeah. Which speaking of design work, how did you get into this? I mean, is this something that, uh, you know, is this something you do on the daily for like maybe a job or is this something just, you know, the passion in your heart took you that way? Yeah. So my, my day job is I'm an engineer, mechanical engineer, and, um, nice. I've been building flying stuff my whole life, right? Like I was making stuff out of, um, did you ever put together white wings? Do you remember those things? No, nah, it was before uh, my yep, time. I have. Uh, Jason, yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's there. It's basically this like, um, uh, it's these paper airplanes that you glue together out of like a card stock. That's like I don't know. It's it's got like a grain to it. It's a very um, rigid kind of like most uh, best suited for this card stock, and it's about. Um, they're, they're all Japanese, right? So it's kind of got that like like traditional attention to detail of a lot of Japanese like kits or, or, or models or whatever. And um, I, I used to build those when I was a little kid. And then I started making them myself out of uh, like manila file folders because it's kind of similar. Yeah. And um, so I was always kind of doing that stuff. And then, um, you know, I'd always played with, with RC stuff. But my – so, yeah, my day job is um, I'm a mechanical engineer. And so I know – SolidWorks pretty well. And, um, I, uh, you know, it's just kind of a, a natural thing, like to, to, I wanted to design planes or, um, or, you know, there might've been something where like there was an airplane that I wanted that wasn't really available. So I would design it and, um, you know, hopefully it'll, it turns into a product that other people can, uh, can build as well. But, um, actually I started working in the, uh, UAV industry about three months ago, f- uh, for, uh, for a, a UAV company, which is, uh, which is pretty exciting so far. It's, it's rotorcraft instead of uh, fixed wing. Okay. But, um, so yeah. I'm, so I'm you are a really camera drone so guy. <laughs> I am. I'm yeah. a stealth camera drone guy. <laughs> so you mentioned the white I'm going to go look at DJI trash after this. Yeah. Which I, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a camera drone guy, so I get it, man. I, I, All I, right. We're I, done. I, I'm hanging up. Yeah, I live, I live, your, I live your passion, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're thankful that he's kind of a nerd because otherwise we wouldn't have got into this podcasting stuff. <laughs> that That's it. Nice. Um, did you ever build the white wings, uh, SR 71? I, I don't know if I built that one. Okay. Um, yeah, I had like the the experimental series. There was like a Wright Flyer. There was like right. um, a P thirty eight. I think. I think I did. I might have done it, but I probably just don't remember. I probably lost it immediately. Uh, the SR seventy one was a. It was a weird flyer. If it if it ever when it slowed down, if you didn't have enough nose weight, it immediately go into a flat spin and just. Huh. Yeah, it, it's the one I remember the most for some reason. But I, I had yeah. several of them. Nice. Yeah, my favorite was the one with the tail on the bottom. That one always flew so good. Yes, I actually I know which one you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so how did uh, so you designed the Bushmaster? It started out as the Turbo Beaver, and yeah, we've already mentioned Ben Fisher. So, how did that relationship start, and how did the Bushmaster become what it is? And the reason I bring this up is right before you and I started talking about coming on the show. Uh, ben released the 30cc Bushmaster out there at, uh-huh. uh, what was that, Wings Over Americas, I think is what they were calling it. Yep. Um, and that is the fourth or fifth in the series. Correct me, I'm not sure on that. Oh, but. my goodness. Let's see. So we had the 84 was the first one, 65 was the second one, and then we did the the 120. 120. Yep. And, then the 140 um, and now the 100. The one, exactly. So I guess that's fifth, yeah. yeah. Um, so... 
yeah in, in any case um that was that was like right i think was that right at the announcement of the merger was when the uh they showed the bushmaster the first time but um and like little inside secret here the bushmaster is a is the turbo beaver it's just that it was that name is is copyrighted and you're not allowed to we're not allowed to call it that um but uh yeah so you know once once i had i had drawn it up and um you know we prototyped a couple of them um it was pretty much just kind of scaling the drawings for um the larger and smaller sizes the 65 which is um no longer available. It just, it, it just didn't really sell very well. It's, it was surprising because it was it was a great model and everybody who had one really liked it. But in any case, um, yeah, once we once we got the the first one really figured out, um, made it a little bit smaller for the sixty five, and then um, you know bigger for uh, for a DA seventy, the one twenty inch, um, and then the one forty is is there's a couple of changes to the wings as it gets as it gets that um, you know even even bigger for the for a DA one twenty, and um, you know it's the kind of thing it's like a perfect thirty cc style airplane, right? Like it's it's the right size it'll fly forever it's which is it's the kind of airplane you want to fly for 15 20 minutes at a time um so yeah pretty much just a a scale of the drawings and uh off to the factory for prototypes yeah and you mentioned the 70 cc i know that's the third one in the series but for mm -hmm. me that seems like when it really started hitting its stride in terms of popularity uh, yeah i recall in the neighborhood of six seven years ago seeing the the 84 inch and mm -hmm. I was fascinated, like here, I was kind of getting back into the hobby at this point and I hadn't seen it up until this point. And here I see this turbo beaver and that's what I see it as, you know, I don't know mm -hmm. it's called the Bushmaster. Like, look at this turbo beaver, but it's hovering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm kind of blown away by it. Well then I didn't really see a whole lot of them. And then the 70 CC started coming around and then seemed like everybody had them for a while. And then of course the 120 CC got announced and, and personally, I think uh, Chris and Ben made an excellent move by letting Tim Hansign end up with that thing because it just, yeah. he makes it look so good and was taking it to all the events and man, it just, the popularity seemed to blow up just overnight. And and I hadn't got to see one in person. Um, our buddy Richard Beers has got the 121 uh, and just got to get, got it together. I would say within the last month and got to see it fly a few times. That's a pretty impressive bird, man. Were you too drunk yeah. at Ice House? <laughs> there was a couple of them there okay maybe <laughs> well i know richard i got up close and personal with his those guys i didn't know him i'm not gonna be that oh no skeevy I'm... weirdo checking out your plane his internals and stuff you know? well so not last ice house but the one before was when tim ended up with the first the prototype 120 yeah see i didn't get and, to go to that one because i was in florida but then that the second one he, there was two of them there and they really put on a great show with them. That's what I'm talking about. Tim really. Were they the 120s? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I wasn't paying attention. Oh, yeah. They were the 120s. I think you really missed out by not calling it the Bushwhacker 5000, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> saying, you missed an opportunity there. The, um, yeah, Bush or Beaver, either side. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, was, well, that was, that was, are you talking about the 120 powered one, the 140 span? Yes. Because I think that, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, it was the, yeah, uh, absolutely. the prototype that was uh, red and black. 
that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're right. Tim does an awesome job of, of just getting a bunch of airplanes together and making them look good and getting them all over the place at every event. Well, just the way he was flying it, like his flying style, that low and slow, just mm -hmm. really graceful, smooth flying. I just thought he really showcased what that plane will do and yep. really just made it cool. You know, yeah. there's a lot of planes out there that have the potential to be really cool if the right person is flying them and everybody yes, exactly. sees it. True. Like I would say the Raven is another one that I'll be honest. When I first saw the Raven, I wasn't interested. I was like, ah, no. And then a guy in our club buys one and I fly. Mm -hmm. It's like, holy shit, this thing is awesome. Oh, it's great. Nice. And then he, he takes it around and he lets everybody fly it. And everybody's yep. like, holy shit, this thing is, this is an unknown gym. Like these things are awesome. Yeah. Like why are not yeah. more people not buying these things? Well, dude, it's like a 3D pattern plane. Kind of. Yeah. Right. That's the best way I could put it. Well, now yeah. Mike and me have them and I, we were talking the other day and I'm like, I don't want another 60 inch electric. Like the Raven is perfect. Yeah, that's right. Right. You know, like it that's fits right. exactly what I want to do with a 6S electric airplane. Yep. And, you know, I think if more people would see it and get their hands on it, they would just, you would see them everywhere. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite design by far. And that was like, I've, um, I've always wanted, um, a model, a model turbo Raven. Um, I don't know, like if you know anything about the full scale one a little bit. Yeah. So, um, there was only one full scale and it was, um, Wayne Hanley was the, the guy who, um, who basically had it built and uh, was flying it as as a air show uh, aircraft? I think it um, it was all it was a turboprop um, engine, basically grafted to like a really highly modified uh, Giles two hundred two, and um, you know positive thrust to weight. You could you could take off and, and climb vertical out of sight. It was one of the, like the first full scale aerobatic airplanes that could do that. And um, it lasted a year before the, the prop got stuck in reverse pitch, basically, at, a, at an air show. And he kind of pancaked it in. Um, he survived and he actually he's still flying today, I think. Uh, and that was like in the early 90s, I think. And um, but I always wanted a model of that. I think it's just the coolest looking airplane. And, um, you know, with the, the design I did, I kind of went crazy and it, it, it kind of evokes what the full scale one is. But it's it's pretty far off from the actual scale outline but um yeah the, the idea of that was to make a like a 3d precision airplane that was similar to the Bushmaster, and that it's like really really light but designed to fly well when it's really really light so if you're to just take like a regular 60 inch extra and make it super super light take a ton of weight out of it um put a really light power system in it, it actually really wouldn't be that much fun. it would be fun on some level but it would just be kind of weird um because it's got all it has too much drag for the amount of power that it has and um the the raven was designed to from the ground up to be like a really light airplane that's why the the surfaces are huge and the ailerons are, are huge but it doesn't it's not too snappy or quick or anything it's very very gentle and forgiving very precise um and uh yeah, so I'm I'm proud of it, but I think that the reason you don't see too many of them out there is that, um, like, people want new stuff, but they also don't, right? Like, the planes that sell the most, um, the most prolifically are, are 
you know, six cylinder flat engine um, monoplanes. So, you know, edge, extra, extra slick. Lasers. Yeah, yep. exactly. You know, and like an edge and an extra are different, but like an extra and a slick and a laser are all like, frankly, pretty, pretty similar, right? They're, they're all double taper mid-wing, um, you know, piston airplanes and uh, they, they fly different. They've got their own kind of nuances, but like, I, I really wanted something that was quite a bit different. And I think like a lot of people, they still kind of want something that's like a little bit more, uh, a little bit more traditional. So it doesn't, it doesn't quite get the traction. Um, and also, you know, like the bigger airplanes kind of advertise the smaller airplanes, you know, so like somebody sees somebody like just ripping like a 104 extra and now like they go out and they buy a 60 inch extra. Um, and there's only one size of the Turbo Raven. So, um, you know, it's it's it kind of doesn't have that. It's a little bit bit too different for it to really um, take off. But, yeah, everybody who flies it absolutely loves it. And, uh, you know, the first time I took off with the prototype, it was like, it was like immediately it was like in the air for five or 10 seconds and you could just immediately feel that there was something different. Yeah. To me, I, I love how you can go from just this really tight, nasty crankshaft to flying like a on rails, you know, like a pattern mm-hmm. plane. It, it'll literally transition from one to the other instantaneous with yep. no, no setup change, nothing. And, uh, well, around us, you know, Kerry got, I think Kerry got the first one. He did. Right? Yes. And this guy goes like, you have to fly this, like walking up to me, you have to fly this. <laughs> uh, okay, great. And then I was like, dude, everybody needs to fly this. Yeah. We need a hundred CC one of those. So the, <laughs> the first one that Kerry had, I killed it. Yeah. Oh, I know. And the way we killed it was it crankshaft so hard that the motor overamped the ESC and it quit really low to the ground. Got it. Yeah, but it was the nastiest, tightest crankshaft I've ever seen. I was like, <laughs> "Holy cow!" Oh wait, yeah. I don't have motor. Right? But- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he says it over ramped and everything like that. He was so intrigued by how tight that crankshaft was. He just no, no, no. The motor quit. No, and the ESC no it absolutely flashing. did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a red light on the ESC flashing when we got to it. Yeah, whatever. Spectrum brown out. Blame it on whatever you want. Yeah, it's on Fataba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Carries hardcore Fataba. You know. Yeah, that's true. No. I had that happen with the uh, with the prototype. Actually, it was with the uh, that dual sky motor and a and a, a Talon ninety that I was pushing a little bit too hard. But um, <laughs> I was lucky. It was like it was like actually in a hover pullout, like right from the ground, and it just flopped like just totally flat, pancaked. And uh, I was lucky; it was no damage. Just it's it's amazing how light that airframe is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, is. and like that 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 plane, like you know, I don't think we could have done it. You know seven eight years ago or whatever because it it really relies on all that carbon that they're putting in like the all the the v2 and later airplanes yeah to really stay that light but um actually the the first prototype that i still have in fly um if you can believe it the wing tube is one bay shorter so like the wing tube is like it's it's so short you look at it without the wings on and you you swear you're gonna snap the wings <laughs> in half but it it just doesn't care it's been beat the piss out of it and it, it yeah, both wings are still on it. So, well, I will say every time we're at the field, I'm like, "Hey, Clay, you got another battery for that? Can I can yeah. I rip that real quick?" Yeah, nice. that's actually yeah. Now that I think about it, that's the one plane that you asked me to fly. Everything yeah. else, like here, Casey, fly this. You're like, "Hey, uh, I got some batteries. You mind if I fly that?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. True hobo fashion, sorry. Yeah, Gary <laughs> let me fly it. It was awesome. Yeah. The, the I, only thing that bugs me about it is I don't know the, of anyone that's put a reversible pitch on prop on it. 
Well, that's yeah. because I'm not aware of one available. Uh, that size, probably not, no. Yeah. I'm sure you, someone has something. We just don't know about it. You could probably, I mean, you could try it with a um, a reversing ESC. That would be like the easiest way to uh, true to, to just see kind of what it's, that, I'll tell you, that will overamp the shit out of it. And it'll <laughs> right, definitely yeah. fucking crash it, but... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that would be an easier way to, to try. I don't know if you're going to, it's the thing is like to get enough thrust, um, you're going to have to have a lot more power and that right. means it's going to be heavier and, um, you know, but I, you know, I'd, I'd love to see it if you could do it. And man, so. that, that reversing, uh, ESC stuff works really great on like the smaller, like drone type, right. you know, ESCs yeah. with the BL Hilly yep. software, it works pretty good without desync and everything like that. You start getting into some of these big ones. Like I think the key is low rotating mass, right? The smaller, yeah. the rotating mass, the easier it is on the ESC. Absolutely. That, that was what I was going to say is like, I don't know if the blade inertia would be the right word for it, but I'm thinking like mine has an 1810 carbon prop on it. Yeah. And mm. you try to reversing an 18 inch prop. Yeah. Uh, to me, that seems like a lot of work. Let's say we need to like retrofit a collective off a helicopter on it. <laughs> then it gets yeah. the weight, like what Cody's talking about. It gets heavy. We'll just move the battery further back. It'll be all right. Yeah, but yeah, then more you lose the performance. Yeah, 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 exactly. Well, 12S, that's cute. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking of 12S, though, uh, when we were at Ice House, Tim, so my Raven, there wasn't any Ravens available when I wanted one. And yeah. uh, luckily, Tim Hanstein, I, I talked to him, and I was like, hey, I really want a Raven. And he's like, well, there's not any coming. It won't be here in time for Ice House and this and that. And he was nice enough to sell me his personal plane. And That's so awesome. I was like, thank you so much. This is awesome. And I got it from him at Ice House, went down. We traded out some gear, and then I had it flying. And uh, he come over and was watching us fly it. And, and uh, he's like, what do you think? I was like, well, I love it. You know, I already, I knew I wanted one. I was like, this is great. It's flying excellent and so on and so forth. And he says, you guys should go over there and talk to Ben and tell him you want a 60 CC version. Absolutely. So <laughs> this is something that amongst our group, we'd already talked about and like, man, a 60 CC of this would be great. And I agree. Uh, so if I doubt Ben will hear this, but we want a 60 CC version. <laughs> and I'm thinking if I go 60 CC version, I'm going to do electric though. I, I don't think I'll do gas, which gas would be awesome. Which that's crazy for you. Cause you're one of those guys that says 30 CC and below. I would yes, rather have electric right. and above. I want gas. Yeah. But yeah. not, I don't know why, but in a turbo Raven, I'm thinking like a 60 CC, maybe with a sunny sky or a dual sky, something. Yeah, but if you think about like how sick would it be to have a big pipe right down the bottom of it as well, like all hidden in that big long fuselage? Oh yeah, <laughs> don't don't put those demons on me, Ricky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now you now put you got that me. evil on me. Yeah, now he's got me thinking. Yeah. So well, I can. I'll just say I'm. I I can neither confirm nor deny any such plans. <laughs> Oh, so we're back where we started. Perfect. Yeah, that's right. No information. Well, either way, I think it'll be well received if if uh, Extreme Flight's able to pull something off. Because yeah. if you could twist some arms, we're not asking right. for much here. But if you could, you know, put a word in. I'm just saying, Absolutely. I would buy one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Same I'm, here. I'm broke, but I would save up 
It'd be all right. Well, that's just like the Bushmaster. I've I've been interested in the Bushmaster for a while now, but I wasn't really 100% in on the 70cc. And at the end of the day, I've got enough 120s. I'm like, eh, no, I'll probably pass on that one. And then Ben announces the 30cc. And, that's perfect. That's a perfect size. The wheels start turning. I'm like, okay, it's 100 inch, 30cc, <laughs> sunny sky, 35 or 40 on it. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. I'm set. I'll love this. Well, thing. man, and there's something about. A good flying high wing airplane. Yes. You know, I, I don't know what it is about it, but like shooting touch and goes, figure eights, ah, touch well, and Well, yeah, goes. it's, oh, it's, it's, it's the a kind ma- of thing yeah. that, that you kind of always want like in your hangar because I still have, you know, I've, I've got one, I've put it on and off of floats and like it's the kind of thing I can bring to the field and I enjoy flying it obviously, but if somebody else with no RC experience, wants to try it, it can stand in as a trainer. You just buddy yep. put on low rates and buddy box it, and it will really, like, you know, I've I've buddy boxed people on it who've never flown before, or I'll just give it to people who have a little bit of experience, but maybe they haven't flown in a long time. And, um, yeah, it's it's kind of great for that. The, um, like, you know, the Bigfoot was was kind of the same, the same concept, obviously, but it, it had a couple of, kind of just uh unfriendly habits tend to tip stall like and and like frankly uh, uh, a lot of the old cubs would do that too um you know they'd be really gentle until they just drop a wing and spin in right. um, or ground loop on takeoff and if they didn't have enough power but um uh, yeah I'm, I'm i love the plane i'm i'm I'll always have one obviously yeah uh, to me like i said i've I've had the itch for a 30 CC electric for some reason for a while. Mm-hmm. And I love the extras lasers, you know, all of those that's right up my alley. And, you know, like right now I've got what two lasers and two Mambas in yep. both in 70 and 120 nice. CC. So I've got my four big planes, you know, my 70s mm-hmm. and 120s, but I don't have anything 30 CC. And I'm just thinking, man, I want something, but I, I want something a little different than what I normally get. And mm-hmm. then that Bushmaster got announced. I'm like, okay, perfect. That's yeah. what I nice. want. Oh yeah. Yep. You know, I've, I've got my six S Raven. Love that. I was like, I need something that's 12 S something, nice. something cool to play with. And and that's definitely going to be the ticket for me. Um, I think we've got a few months to wait, so that'll be okay. Oh yeah. You're going to do like 3300s on it. Um, I've already got some 33s and I've got a f- couple of 4,000s. So probably somewhere in there, either 3300s yep. or 4,000s. Uh, the yeah, A Power Four Thousands are relatively light for their milliamp hour, and I've mm-hmm. got two of them, so that's likely what I'll end up in it. Yep. Nice. Yeah, that'll 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 work great. I'm sure. I mean, the 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 thirty cc electric stuff now is it's just it's so it's so bulletproof and and efficient and powerful. It's like you know, as long as you can charge it, okay. As long as you got you know either a generator or, or just bring a bunch of packs, then. Um, super convenient yeah well man it's funny how you kind of evolve in this hobby and then you get into like so that first time you get like a 6s bird you know whatever it is and then you're like oh man the batteries are so expensive but now you've got them now that's opened up a whole window now i can put two together yeah exactly do we can run 12 as or you know i can use those in my small like man i've got a flex cessna you know 5006s all day long and that works good in my 60 inch airplanes dude it's just good you know I, I, that's yeah. that's a happy medium that's a really good spot so i've said a long for a while now that the initial investment getting into 6s yep. it, it is a quite a bit of a leap to go from 3 and 4s up to 6s with the equipment that you need right but now 
almost everyone I know has really capable chargers. That oh, yeah. seems to be the one of the big things that held people back when we were all running the high tech four port chargers and it would <laughs> yeah. take an hour to charge a six S like that's up. Well, now all of us have high power chargers. Oh yeah. You we're know. hitting those five thousands at ten amps, man. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're ready to rock and roll. Right, dude. you got you know, three batteries. Well, you can fly all day long with a twenty-minute session. You know. Well, you remember Jason's goal? I want to be able to charge eight six S five thousands in under an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so he builds a charge case that'll do it in thirty minutes. Right. Exactly. You know. So it's That's, like, you know, it weighs what eighty pounds. It's a little heavy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but it'll charge. But it works. <laughs> it'll charge eight six S five thousands in thirty minutes. Yeah. But, you know, that's, I think that was it. So the initial investment and then the batteries, like you said. But now that you got a few, it's like, well, look what this opened me up to. There's right. all these excellent 6S planes. Absolutely. Uh, my Oxy-5. Yep. You know, all of my helicopters fly on 6S. So I've got two batteries that operate, um, I don't know, a handful of aircraft between helis and airplanes. Oh, man, it works good because, you know, it's an aircraft that's big enough to fly good. Yeah. But small enough to be portable and easy to get around, you know. It's not like so, yeah. you know, going during the week or something like that. I'm not breaking out a hundred cc plane or anything like that. I'm gonna grab my sixty inch stuff or something smaller, you know, just something I can throw in the car, go out and fly, you know. And that's that's kind of man. That's where you're getting all your flying in. That's where you're getting all your practice. And now a weekend where I can go spend a day at the field, then we're gonna break out the bigger stuff, you know. Yep. Yep. Well, you- yeah, that's that's how I got like most of my practice in like probably I don't know. 2010 to 2013 or so was just flying after work almost every day at this uh this field that i wound up becoming president of the club of of the that club um just with 60 inch electrics and just you know doing a five six packs like almost every night um and we actually put in a solar charge station there um so we've got um i think it's three three or six big solar panels and a bunch of deep cycle batteries and we just have you know basically all the 24 volt amperage you could want and um nice. yeah so you can you can go there with a 12s plane and um and uh and fly pretty much constantly That's you got awesome. a decent charger yeah well for me we live in the windy state you know and mm-hmm. i started out with the uh, 3s and 4s and stuff like that and generally speaking it's just too windy for that size yeah. of airplane out here and so yep. the 60 inch stuff really helps that a lot and, and then you, you know casey you mentioned that the the six inch or, or sorry 6s 60 inch planes no oh, yeah are the weekday flyers so well you've seen my last yep. two posts are going out with the raven absolutely it's perfect i go out there two bolts the wings are on takes me three minutes to put it together right charge the battery packs up and i can get five six flights in in a late evening and man yep. the thing is too with that you know you get proficient at like one of those 60 inch aircraft they're, i'm not they're, they're a little bit more twitchy they're you got to be on mm-hmm. top of it a little bit more when you move into some of the bigger stuff it's like level up yeah locked. it feels like you're cheating all right right it's, absolutely it's so much more well damped and, and smooth and yep. in the wind just affects it less exactly i know yeah. clay you remember my my uh, old b52 uh, you mean the the eighty six inch yes. wingspan B fifty two? It had three S five thousand milliamp packs, and I could fly it with either two of them or three of them, uh, depending on how I set it up. It was and with three, I could get a ten or twelve minute flight without thermaling, which a silly thing would actually thermal. But I stuck with those packs for a long time. I flew all kinds of airplanes with those three S five thousand milliamp packs. But when I finally went to six S, I never went back. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And man, I got into the hobby flying, you know, racing quads. So I had tons of 1300 4S. Yep. You know, oh, so yeah. I was looking yep. for aircraft that would fly those, and you were hitting a dead end. Oh yeah, yeah, total dead There's end. Nothing there. I have a uh, actually a Velocity I kind of built special with a different, um, uh, you know, the the Velocity from Twisted Hobbies. Oh yeah, oh, wonderful yep. plane. Yeah, it gets a good. Yeah, one. Um, I I got one of those that I built special with a little lower KV motor, so I can use my 4S quad packs on that, and um, it it works pretty good. It, it's um, because like a 4S like 1500 is about the same as a 3S 2100 as far as like the amount of energy in it. So, you know, you get about the same flight time. You know, maybe it's a little bit more efficient. I don't I don't really know. It doesn't doesn't really matter that much, but um yeah, it's uh I agree. That's that's a good size pack and uh it would have been cool to see some more manufacturers come out with with plans for that that size pack, but it seemed like everybody kind of stuck with like the 3S 2100. Kind of standard. Which man, I'm, I don't necessarily condone it, but I've got one of the Twisted Hoppy Edge Five Forties. The yep, and uh, so I've got the three S set up on it, but I run eighteen hundred four S packs on it. It does really well like that. Yeah, yeah. The um, they they were trying that at the factory, like with the the prototype of it, and like you know, kind of the engineer in me is like, no, stop it, it's wrong. But like, <laughs> I guess like the redneck is like, eh, it goes faster, do it, send yeah, it. do it, yeah. <laughs> Hang on, wait a minute. A redneck from New England. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, dude. It's New Hampshire. <laughs> Deep south of the it's far new north, right? Yeah. <laughs> new Hampshire's part of New England, right? That, yeah, I guess so. I think technically it is. Mean, okay. Damn it. I try to bust your balls and you're right. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. He's a lot closer to New England than we are. Right. I think of us as rednecks. Yeah. Oh, we are. Like, yeah. Like, we are, like, legitimate. Right. You know. Speak for yourselves. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Jason. You're pretty damn country, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hang on. It's the guy with the B-52. Yeah. 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 Well, I grew my hair out, so I, I'm not a redneck anymore. I'm not a cold neck yeah. dumbass like oh, everyone yeah. else. Yeah. What's Business in front, party in the rear. Golly. I can't believe you still do that, man. That's awesome. Uh, dude, what are we going on? Uh, two and a half years going strong. It's at least as long as that. <laughs> yeah, the whole time I've known you, man. I'm not. I'm not even going to joke, dude. There was a girl at work that said it made her weak on mullets. You know, she's like, "Oh, I just get weak with guys with mullets." She's so like, "Here, you got to meet my buddy. Look for a friend request that's coming your way." Oh Thanks. boy. So, Cody, what else? Uh, what are you working on that you can uh, divulge? That I can divulge. I mean, anything I divulge is, um, is the, the problem is that, you know, I can, I can tell you what, what we're working on. And like the, the, the thing that happens is something holds, holds it up. Right. And you don't get to, you don't get to see it for, it could be a year. Right. And it's, it's just, you know, RC blue balls is the worst. So, um, (laughs) and that's that's why like we typically don't talk about too much about like and also like something could happen like where it just turns out that like it's a like i spent a ton of time designing this really really nice foamy with a new manufacturer that twisted is working with and um just turned out that like kind of logistics like they couldn't make it for the cost that we wanted there was problems with um with shipping and now like i've got like one of like the the only prototypes in my basement and it's it's awesome and i love it but like if i had announced it you know and then like it would just be everybody kind of waiting for this thing and being disappointed and not you know buying something else and wearing it out like they should so um 
I can't really share right now um, anything else that that uh, that I've got cooking, but um, the uh, I'll, I'll say like the next thing that I expect is 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 um, not going to be too surprising, but it'll be um, it, it'll be good. Nice. Well, everything yeah. that I've seen that you designed, which I've known about you for a little while, has turned out epically amazing. Yeah. Awesome. So thank you. What whatever whatever you're cooking up, I'm sure it's worth the wait. So. This Thank is you. just my take on it. Is it's things, yeah. they're sleepers. That's what yeah. I think of them as, right? Uh-huh. They're sleepers. They're planes that you look at and you're like, ah, I don't know. What's that and Vegas then I get my hands on wagon it and then, doing at the stoplight over there? I'm not real sure. Well, the <laughs> Raven is, that's the one that really opened my eyes. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but then I would say the Bushmasters is the same way. You look at it and you're like, ah, I don't know. And then you fly it and you're like, I've got to have one of these. <laughs> like, yeah. this thing is awesome. You know, where you see someone else fly it and you're like, you see a, Bushmaster come by in an inverted Harrier. It's like, I like that. I've got. <laughs> what was that, that line about the station wagon? Oh yeah. So man, it's like pulling up next to a stoplight to a Vega station wagon. Then all of a sudden they hit the dumps and you're gone. Dude. You know what I'm saying, uh, dude? It's just so it's actually, good stuff it's, like that. It's funny. I spent most of the day working on my station wagon. So, <laughs> man, I'm a wagon <laughs> fan, which I'm looking for right now. I'm really looking Sick. for some kind of European wagon of some kind. Yep. I really, man, I really don't want a Volkswagen. Um, yep. you know, but I want something a little bit Euro, if that makes nice. any sense. I don't know what I'm, yeah, absolutely. I haven't found it yet. Huh. Yeah. I got a, um, a, a legacy, uh, Subaru legacy wagon, right? Oh, yeah. Like, those you know, are excellent. So I can pull up next to all the lesbians in Maine and fit right in. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, I wanted a fun car. I could put a bunch of airplanes in. And, um, so this is the one that has, um, uh, the turbo motor in it, which, yep blew up not too long after i got it so i I built up the motor and i kind of turned into another hobby and i'm i'm doing like i don't know my 12th or 13th track day with it next weekend nice um, good um which i actually used to work in a subaru uh service department and brother nice those things here's here's the deal with those you keep your maintenance up they work fantastic you start failing on maintenance those things start failing and you're buying parts it's a guarantee gotcha yeah i think i've replaced just about everything on it at this point so which blew up the transmission last year, and that was, I think, <laughs> the last thing that, that that was still still original on it. Which was absolutely crazy about those, man. They are the goat of vehicles, man. They will go absolutely anywhere. They will do everything you want, and they don't let up until they do, and then it's done. And then, yeah, right. And then you can get a hold of more stuff and make it right again. Dude, they're great. Subarus are great cars, but it's one of those yeah. maintenance kind of things. you got to stay on top of that stuff. They're a little finicky. Yeah. Gotcha. Part, parts are cheap at least, but, yeah, but that's good because they need them a lot. Well, so, I guess what I'm getting at, and I'm sorry, Jason. No, go ahead. I'm just thinking like, ironically, like I didn't know that Cody drove this, right? And, right. And it's a sleeper car. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking I've related his planes to being sleeper aircraft oh, yeah. as far as like. <laughs> and he's over here like, what would you say about wagons? I kind of like wagons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so are you, your track day, are you road course or? Yeah, road course. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's dude. It's Cody. He's not a straight line guy, dude. You, I can I can tell by talking to this guy. He wants to take turns left and right. This ain't NASCAR, brother. You know. No, hang on. We got to back up with Subarus. Is it on the dirt or on pavement? It could go either no, way. No, it's it's uh yeah it's, it's they'll, they'll go either way, right? A little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we don't judge. Um, but <laughs> no, it's uh yeah, it's road courses is mostly what I do. But this winter, actually, I have a um. I also have a Forester because I'm I'm that I'm that New Hampshire, <laughs> yeah. and um, I did a little bit of um, 
uh, it was kind of like a track day on a frozen lake that we, they plowed this giant course on and, um, Oh my God, that was so much fun. That was about as much fun as I've had in a car. Well, here's the difference between Oklahoma and New Hampshire, apparently. You said lesbians. So lesbians don't drive <laughs> Subarus here. Lesbians drive Jeeps. Oh, God. Right, okay. right. So hipsters drive, you know, Subarus around here. So, <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. So you're, you you're a tree call, hugger and a pet friend. Yeah, you, know? you just called him Absolutely. a hipster. Well, no, I'm not calling him a hipster. I'm saying did. in Oklahoma, that's how this works. Okay. <laughs> Up there, he's a lesbian. Down here, he's a hipster. <laughs> and if he was in Colorado, he'd be a pothead. Right. I bet per capita Oklahoma has more head shops and more dispensaries than Colorado. I actually think you're right. Yeah. Because they are on every damn corner. Yeah, Duncan has 15. Yeah. Yeah. Dun- Duncan I, doesn't I have enough people to service 15. You know what I'm saying? I went to Denver and saw three. And I go through Duncan it's like, oh, there's one, there's one, there's one. Nick, Newcastle has two or three. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to tell you what Midwest City where I live at. It's, yeah. it's like you pass twenty of them on the way to get the on the highway. Yeah. So I, wow. I had a question. Uh, do yeah. you Do you ever design an aircraft just for yourself at this point? Um. Yeah. I um. I got another like little project that that I'm I'm working on that um. Is not three D. Um. Is not now. Like I I kind of want to talk about it, but like on on one hand, it's so um. Uh, it, I'll, I'll say it's, it's a, it's kind of a solar endurance project, right. Okay, Which is okay. something that's, that's quite a bit different. And like, um, you know, kind of for work, I got, um, like, you know, as, as 3d guys, right. We, the last thing we want to do is hit a button and have the plane fly itself. Right. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you know, that's not the point, True. but I've done some of that for work and, um, you know, it's just a very different challenge. So, oh, absolutely. um, yeah, me and me and um, actually Chris Jewett's involved in, in this one as well. We've been kind of bouncing around some prototypes for a, a plane that's like just really, really long endurance and long distance, and um, you know, hopefully do something cool with that. Um, I have a prototype of that in the basement that I actually, uh, you know, I, I actually three D printed the whole airplane. Nice. And okay. um, yeah, it's about like eighty four inch span by about seventy eight inch long, and it's um, a lot of printing. You know, just it's a lot of print yeah, it's <laughs> printing um and uh but yeah because that was like the easiest way to 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 really do the pro because i think the prototype will probably change quite a bit right so i could make an i could make a, a really nice one spend a lot of time on it or i can make a, a 3d printed piece of garbage that'll fly you know five times and that's all i need to to kind of figure out what i need so proof of concept yep. that's it that's right yep yeah. So on these product projects, <clears throat> so I used to uh, do a little consulting for a company that contracted the government, and okay. um, we were using a lot of Pixhawk stuff and yep. uh, you know Q ground control, yep, you know stuff like that. Is that is that some of the stuff you're using in that or yeah, like yeah? I, I, or? I, no, I don't. I, this this will have a cube in it. Uh, yeah. You know the um, the Pixhawk two cube. Yep. And, um, and that's that's actually I work with um, you know almost every day at work as well. The aircraft we work on are are all uh, kind of APM based. We're going to move to, um, we're in, in, in the process of kind of, um, it's, it's a really highly customized, um, version of that, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So like the first kind of, uh, it was like seven, eight years ago is like kind of the first time I worked in the UAV industry and, and we were using DJI flight controllers on those aircraft and we eventually moved to Pixhawk. Oh, um, the good old because, NASA. Yeah. Huh? 
Well, yeah, the nice thing with a yeah. pixhawk is like when it flies into a tree and takes off a bunch of limbs with the pixhawk, you can find out why instead of just guessing. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You get the cool <laughs> black box feature. That's right. Yep. So. Um, yeah. Well, and but, I think we may have set a uh, kind of an incorrect tone. We we've talked about 3D planes quite a bit here, but we are interested in all things that fly, whether it be you know helis. I, I dabble in helis. Jason's more of a scale guy. But I have yep. built a multi-rotor that used a Pixhawk about nice. 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> you know, and we, we're interested in all things that fly, whether uh, less with the autonomous, but we I mm-hmm. recognize the value in it for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, man, yeah. I've, I've got more time than I want to in some of the autonomous stuff, and it's finding out how it all works together, which we were using Fataba and there was a little glitch in some of the APM software to where, you know, we're trying to get it to slow down and everything like that. And because of the Fataba glitch with it, you know, it, we couldn't get it to slow down and we're on a mission. So you should have been using Tyrannus is what you're well, saying? Well, no, I'm not saying we should have been using Tyrannus, but it, with it being an open source software, it probably would have worked a little bit better in that situation. I'm, we wouldn't have had yeah. the, we wouldn't have the situations and the errors that we were having had we used some of that stuff. Which Fataba is a great system. It's proven. It works great. You know, and and that's how we had our stuff set up. So well, I, yeah, that's. I mean, that, that's the thing is that like all the stuff that we're doing is we're we're kind of you know even though it's it's stuff that's for sale to the general public, we're still kind of beta testers, right? Like. Right. All this stuff doesn't get the same level of testing that like automotive or full scale aviation or electronics or anything gets. So um, like I use I use Futaba for my, you know, line of sight airplanes, my giant scale 3D iMac, that stuff. Um, and I have a Tyrannus for, you know, multi rotors and yep. long range and that type of thing. And um, just because like could I fly, you know, quads with my Futaba transmitter? Sure. Could I fly my, you know big iMac plane with on the Tyrannus probably but like the fact is that like more people are flying Futaba on the big stuff so when there are inevitably issues um they'll get fixed instead of kind of being the guinea pig for for everybody you know right so so yeah I I agree I use I kind of tend to I used to to try to say no it's you know there's no reason not to use a Tyrannus on a big iMac airplane and then and it turns out there's a problem with ignition issues causing the receivers to reboot or whatever. That does happen. Yep. But on the reverse side of that, you know, you're using some of this, you know, the Pixhawk stuff, and it's it's all open source software. You know, same thing yep. with the Tyrannus, all open source software. If I'm doing things in that nomenclature, I kind of want to go with all open source because there, there's a lot you you can do more customization. customization. Yep. You know, to, yeah, to kind of fit that deal where, where you're trying to take Fataba into some of that stuff is a little bit harder to implement where, you know, vice versa, which I don't mind flying my big stuff on, you know, FR Sky or Tyrannus stuff because I'm used to mm-hmm. it. That's what I'm used to. It's proven itself to me. I trust it. Yeah. Now, yep. is nice. that for everybody? Maybe not. You know, it's that's up to you to decide. But right. uh, I've, I've been really happy with open source stuff as far as my Tyrannus goes, which I'm one of them weirdos. I'll run Mac at the house because it's not open source because I like the deal on that. But as far as like, you know, aircraft and stuff go, I would rather have open source stuff. I well, don't know. It's weird. To me, that's the big difference. The The major brands, their, their, their systems are more rigid in what you can do with them. They're set up a certain way. They expect them to mm-hmm. be used a certain way. Right. And if you're going to use it that way, it's great. Mm-hmm. but Absolutely. it doesn't allow for much flexibility outside of that. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, and I, I've just kind of grown, I've always had Futaba stuff. So, um, you know, my, uh, to me, it's easy to program a, uh, it's easier for me to program a Futaba transmitter, even the ones that everybody hates, like the 14 SG or yeah, I was gonna say, like, it's a yeah. 14 SG. Cause those are <laughs> awful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have one of those and an eight, an eight FG, which is they're basically the same, same programming. And like, I have zero problems with them. I love them, but, right. um, it's just cause that's like how I, I, I learned to program. And then I was setting up a DLG on my Tyrannus and I'm like, what in the hell, how am uh, yeah. I supposed? And then, and then you kind of like immediately like wrap your head around it and yep. you just stop thinking like it's a regular RC transmitter. And it's like, Oh yeah, it's not that hard. That's it. It's just different, Which, you know? And you know, I'm not talking shit about Fataba, but it's difficult for me because I'm coming from Tyrannus. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? If I would have started with Fataba, I would be bitching about the same things about Tyrannus, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like Futaba, to to your to your point, like they don't do a good job of making it a user friendly thing for someone who hasn't used it. But like I, so I have the 18 SC, which is like an awesome transmitter. It feels Excellent. great in your hands. Like low latency gimbals are are awesome. I'll fly anything on it. I really trust it. But like the keyboard is in alphabetical order, and you have to go to another page to go to lowercase. Like right. Like who wrote this stuff? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And then on the American version, the last three two pages are Chinese. Yeah, characters. Japanese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Japanese. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I agree. I so I started with Spectrum. Yep. And to me, as far as user friendly, new to the hobby, Spectrum dominates the market. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, well, they you, have all the bind and fly stuff, which is like. Well, and yeah. I'm just saying, like for you know, if you were to just pick up one and start playing with it, to me, they're the easiest to figure out from the get go. Mm-hmm. But then I start playing around with Futaba and I, I cussed it a few times and then it started clicking and it got easier and easier and easier. And, and now I love my Futaba. I've got an 18 SC as well and it works yep. out great. And you know, I pick up a Tyrannus and it's like, what, well, what, here's what's the, going on here? Yeah. Well, here's the deal, dude. So if you're an Android phone user and you pick up an iPhone, you absolutely hate it. If yes. you're an iPhone user and you pick yeah. up an Android phone, you absolutely hate it. It's just cause you're not used to it. I, I think yeah. if I spent some time with a Tyrannus, I could probably figure it out. I just don't want to. Well, no. And, and I mean, with what you do and, and what you use, there's no yeah. reason to. Now I started, you know, in the drone the other way stuff. around. Yeah. So it was like, that was the radio to have. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so I kind of started that way and it's dude, you know, well, old dog. And it no, sounds like no what Cody's saying, you know, with, I would think with the autonomous stuff, drones, things like that, Tyrannus probably is the way to go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've worked with, uh, some of the bigger name government contractors, you know, uh, and they're all using, you know, FR sky stuff. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm yep. talking like big name, you know, weapons grade crazy stuff they're testing all their stuff with random stuff yeah yeah i started yeah. i started Sorry, with jr and then i moved to spectrum and I, that's what i've used the most and spectrum is relatively easy although the ix20 is just a little complicated i've had to get help with that once or twice but the last time i needed to program a futaba which was somebody else's i handed it to clay and told him what i want oh yeah absolutely <laughs> and clay will figure it out it wasn't happy at that yeah yeah <laughs> One of my favorite, um, like Futaba programming stories was I was walking a, um, a friend of mine through, through setting up, um, there's a bigger version of the crack turbo beaver. So there's the, the regular one, which is like 35. And then there's a bigger one, which is like 42. 
And he was setting that up, and it has um, movable leading edge slats on the wings. Okay. Um, which is like a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, in reality, it was too hard for most people to set up <laughs> right. and for the amount of use you get out of it, right? Like split ailerons probably would have made more sense. But um, in any case, because, um, you know, split ailerons are, are pretty well known at this point. Yep. But still, you know, you go to the average field, nobody knows how to set them up. And um, so he's like kind of walking through this. And I think this was his first Futaba transmitter and it was a 14 SG. And, um, and he, he's like going through it and, and I think he had the wrong wing type set. So he might've had it set for as like, you know, a single flap servo and two aileron servos, or maybe it's just a single aileron servo. And um, he's like, you know, no, it says uh, reset wing type. Should I do that? And, you know, I'm had, I've had like a long day at work and I'm having a beer and I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, Go absolutely. For it. Yeah. Wiped it out. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, so he hits that and then I hear and it says that the phone, the call ended and I'm like, huh, well, maybe his battery died. And um, a couple of minutes later, he called me back. And what had happened was with Futaba, they fixed this on their later transmitters, but by default, the throttle is reversed first from how every ESC yeah. sets it. And when you change something as significant as the wing type, it, it wipes out like everything in the model memory, including servo reversing. Right. So he had this thing on one end of a pool table with the battery plugged in, of course, and the prop on, of course, yeah, yeah. and he re- reverses it. And this thing just, just drives across the pool table wide open and smacks the phone out of his hand and knocks the battery out of it. Yeah. And then he's buying his wife when... a new couch and then the rest yeah, is exactly. history. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, well, I got, I've had it unplugged, and uh, I'm like, oh yeah, I probably, I guess I shouldn't have told you to done to do that, but you probably should have had the had prop, the prop off, either. Yeah. <laughs> well, which we're all guilty of that. Oh, absolutely. Actually, yeah. the first Raven that I ever got to fly when it was getting put together, that was the one that took Sarah's hand out. It did absolutely put her in the emergency room. Oh, dude. For oh a my similar, god. For yeah. a similar instance, it was a, yeah. a dual sky GA fifteen hundred on a Raven. Sitting on a bench, yeah. like what you're talking about. Thought the uh, throttle kill was armed, and it was yep. in fact not. He bumps the throttle. It goes full throttle right into her. The best oh way God. I can explain that is like microwaving a hot dog for 10 minutes. Ah, oh, Jesus. Dude, it was laid open, dude. That was crazy. Yeah, it was Ugh. It was brutal. That girl was still with that guy, too. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. She's a true. He's a keeper, I'll tell yeah, you. Oh, yeah. She could do way better. I'm just saying. <laughs> wow. But we found out just how powerful the Raven was going to be before uh, it ever even took before off. Before it even took off, dude. It's a finger slicer. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell. Yeah. Motor's too small. It'll only, t- it'll only cut you and not take a finger up. Right. Yeah. Dude, I'm surprised she's not missing <laughs> digits, bro. Yeah. I'm serious. It was it was that bad, yeah. That's the thing with electric stuff is like it don't know, everybody stop. seems af- – Yeah. People yeah. are afraid of gas for some reason, but like – one, you know when it's running, <laughs> you know, and you right. know if it hits something, it's probably going to stop. So, yeah, yeah, torque is torque is powerful. <laughs> yep. Now, but, but yep. somehow electric feels safer, but it's not. <laughs> it's totally it's not. not. No. Yeah. I think it's because when it's working right, you have instantaneous control. I think that's what right. makes people feel safe. Right. But when it goes yep. wrong, it goes wrong real fast. Real fast. Yeah. So I want to shift gears and. uh 
and cover something real quick with uh, your design work. You mentioned SolidWorks. Um, mm. Jason and I both use Fusion three sixty. Mm-hmm. Um, have you played around with Fusion three sixty? Is there what does SolidWorks yeah. offer that maybe Fusion doesn't? What's the kind of so yeah? I've I've used Fusion and I think SolidWorks is is better. It's just way 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 more expensive, you know. So I I can use it through through work. So I, that you know yeah. it's not really a, a problem. But like if I didn't have access to it, um, then I would absolutely uh, I would absolutely be using Fusion. In fact, um, there's a plane um, that Twisted sells called the uh, the proxy, which is like another, I think, really underrated airplane. It's um, it's actually an FPV uh, fixed wing, like flat foamy. Okay. That um, it's just a, it's a blast to fly if you like FPV at all. Um, and you know you're you can put together a foamy. Like I really recommend trying one. But um, in any case, yeah. So Chris and I did that on um, we collaborated and basically designed the whole thing like over a bunch of Skype sessions um, with screen sharing and sharing files over uh, with Fusion 360. Um, I'll say like, you know, it's, it works like a lot differently than SolidWorks with regards to um, like how assemblies versus parts are defined, how um, like uh, you can, you can go in and out of parametric modeling, whereas like SolidWorks is always parametric. Uh, which basically just means like parametric means you can go back and change stuff. It's not it's like you, you put a line down and then you tell it how long the line is and where it is versus like in non-parametric, you put a line down and it's, it's just there. Right. Yeah. Um, in any case, uh, I think what SOLIDWORKS offers that's better is it's more, um, you know, is it like more powerful or more user friendly? It's hard for me to say, cause I've just used it personally so much more. But like one thing that I do a lot of um, that at the time Fusion couldn't do, and maybe it can now, is um, I will look at um, areas and uh, like uh, the center of an area. So like I want to know where the center of the elevator area is. Okay. Um, you can get that really easily with SolidWorks, and um, at the time, at least, I couldn't do it with uh, with Fusion. Okay. Um, and um, just interoperability as well. Like it's SolidWorks is just kind of the standard. So it's um, for a lot of industrial stuff, it's a lot easier to, to get parts made from a, a SolidWorks model. Yeah. Where, where I work, we, uh, I don't personally use it, but our, our engineers use SolidWorks also. Yeah. Um, and yep. they're, they're very proficient with it. Although I, I have asked them questions for random stuff in fusion too, and they've been able to help me. So, uh, nice. but SolidWorks is primarily what we use. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the same thing with like Mike Patey. You know, he uses SolidWorks as well with his designs of all his crazy stuff he's coming up with. And to me, it, maybe I'm incorrect, but it seems like industrial applications, you know, full scale things like that. Uh, SolidWorks seems to be a lot more common, whereas mm-hmm. with hobbyist use, uh, you and I and, and the guys we know, you go download the free version of the uh, fusion 360 and, yeah. and it does what we need to do as hobbyists. Yeah. I, yeah. And that's really cause SolidWorks is like $5,000. Correct. And <laughs> just significantly more. So. Hey, can I get your password? I just want to yeah, right. for a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you my Netflix and my Hulu. I mean, we can trade out. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, Netflix yeah, has no. commercials, so they're not cool anymore. Hey, I'm just saying. When did they start that? That pissed me off. Just like in the last 
two weeks? Yeah, a few days, yeah. 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 Well, the internet funny, is they, angry at them. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost yeah. like I mean, regular TV. It is. And, like, a lot of the programming is trash now, too, on there. It used to be, like, every, it seemed like everything was great, but now it's, like, it's gonna everything is going to be like that in another five or six years. And so, like, basic cable will all just be different streaming services, and they'll all right. suck again. <laughs> you know? But uh, yeah, so you have played around with Fusion, but mostly mm-hmm. stick with SolidWorks, just like you said, because you have access to it. And right. Like I said, the yeah. free version of Fusion has worked great. I've not done anything even remotely as intricate as what you know you're designing. You're you're on a whole another level. Even Jason's design stuff, I would say ten, fifteen times more intricate than what I've designed. But uh, uh. Which I haven't used much of any of these, but I would guarantee you that whatever you have available to you and you can use, that is probably the best software at the time. Like I'm into photography and everything like that. And I don't care if you've got a $10,000 camera or a $100 camera. The one that you have with you is the one that is most important. Yeah, that's, that's really great advice. You can design like you can design something great on just really crappy tools if as long as you use them right. I mean, um there like a lot of the design for like in china is still done in 2d on um uh autocad which there used to be a software package called draft site that was free and it was basically like an old version of autocad but but totally free and uh you know if you look around i'm sure there's a a legal way to get a, a copy of autocad for not too much money these days so um or like kike design airplanes on a giant piece of paper you know yeah well, the, I took the transmitter logic approach to uh, design software, and that was, let me get the one that my friends have. That way, yep. when I hit a dead end, I can ask them a question. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's you, great advice. You know, uh, Jason, he used Fusion 360, Corey Mathern, Matt Sybeck, those all good friends of mine, and they were already using Fusion 360, and I thought, well, I'm not going to go – do something different and then make it complicated. Let me use what they're using and we can share files or whatever we need to do. And, you know, and if I got questions, I can make a phone call and say, Hey, I'm having trouble with this. Can you help me? And so that was my logic behind getting fusion 360. And the best one you have is the one you've got. Yeah. And it was free. Exactly. I will say I started out with uh, SketchUp and I've seen some things that were designed on SketchUp that were amazing but I could not replicate that. Um, right. When I went to Fusion, I gained so much more ability with Fusion. Uh, just in, and it's again, it's just because I didn't know how to use the program more, more than likely. But in Fusion, there's uh, YouTube videos on just about anything you can think of. If, right. if you run into a dead end, go to YouTube. Yep, that's it. Which man, yep. this guy, he went to school. He's Got an engineering degree, which I've got a YouTube university degree. I can, <laughs> there you go. I can figure out about anything with a couple of forums and some YouTube, you know? That's right. Yeah. The Well, I mean, like SolidWorks is also because it's so much more just, I guess, commercially like industrial focused. You don't get all those super helpful YouTube videos because like they have training packs and you're yeah. supposed to refer to those and you're supposed to refer to your service pack or whatever that you pay $1,200 a year for, for some guy to tell you how to do it or um, yeah. Yeah. is your computer so, plugged in yes sir it is okay <laughs> all right yeah. well the, if uh, you're working in an engineering firm you probably go down you know to 
your colleague there at work and is like, hey, I'm, I'm hitting something. Help me out here. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I know the uh, the guys that do the design work for us, they actually went to actual courses yeah. on using mm-hmm. uh, SolidWorks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, I think that's what he was getting at, you know, with these service packs. or What did you refer to them as there? Something like that. Yeah, there, yeah there's, I think... Um, I guess the service packs, I was, it's mostly like, like maintenance, but, um, yeah, they've got courses and there's like, there's like a whole like certification course you can take that like, so if you can, you can put a line on your resume that people will ignore about how your solid works certified. <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, I can take some tests and print out something and put it on my wall, but that doesn't mean I'm a badass. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Right. Yeah. yeah, I can put a guarantee on the box. It's guaranteed that's piece of that's shit. Right. <laughs> if you want a good look at a steak, you can stick your head up a bull's ass, but wouldn't you rather take the butcher's word for it? I'm just saying. Wow. You yeah, find out he's the, a crazy um, glue sniffer, and, yeah. and then your daughter ends up pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Seen it a million times. Here we go. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Cody. That's that's the off the rails No, part. I get it. Yeah. It's that kind of show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, we, this, we, we this one's not supposed in, to be... Sorry. Yeah. Well, me and Casey fall into the trap of '90s pop culture yeah, every now and that's again. Bad. What's the? the um, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say I, um, I kind of with like doing um, not so much the Turbo Raven. Well, yeah, definitely the Turbo Raven, but also the the Bushmaster kind of tested my. Uh, um, tested my faith in in SolidWorks a lot of times because like if you're trying to do a, a block or a, you know something that you can make on a cnc machine easily yeah it, it's it it really likes that type of thing but like you start doing like more complex like surfacing and splines and um you know like if you were to try to do like a spitfire wing or something on solidworks can you do it yeah but like why did everything explode and it doesn't it doesn't i don't have a wing anymore and everything is red and like <laughs> you're trying to go through and, and decipher all this stuff um that's where it starts to to kind of fall down but um and then like in full-scale aviation um i don't think solidworks is used quite as much there's other tools like uh like nx which is kind of like solidworks but just a million times more obtuse and bizarre and um and then there's katia as well which um, i haven't really used but i think katia is used in full scale a lot more okay hmm. interesting never even heard of those two mm. yeah. I, I know yeah, i think yeah you know in, in fusion i uh, i've designed several things in fusion in different methods but the uh, most recently i designed the, the nose of a B fifty two infusion. I actually had downloaded a file with the an, an entire B fifty two. I paid for it, you know, and all that, just so I could get the nose section of a B model B fifty two. But then I didn't like it after I start, you know, after I downloaded the file and I could get in and look closely at it. I didn't like it for the model. I was going to three D print the nose, mm-hmm. so I ended up using that basically as a template just for the dimensions and designing my own nose and that was way more complicated than i expected it worked out great or it turned out great i should say but Mm -hmm. it 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 took me a a week or two to get it to where i liked it you know but now it's awesome i I love it nice yeah it's um eventually it kind of becomes like a like a pencil on a paper and you kind of 
learn what to expect, where it's going to start to be a pain in the ass and where it's going to just work. And um, you, you kind of know how to do everything, but you just don't know how much it's going to how much it's going to suck versus how much it's going to just come together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And there's also kind of like that honeymoon phase where you start with it, where it's like, it's like fun because you're kind of, every time you're doing something, you're learning. Um, and then after that, you're like, God, Jesus Christ, why doesn't this work? <laughs> I, uh, I banged my head against the wall with constraints for a yeah. while. And yeah. I was like, what is constraining this? And then I started getting a little bit of a grasp on how to use them and why it's constrained and how to do this and that. And it's like, oh, this ain't too bad. Yep. Yeah. Why is everything red? <laughs> you know, or why won't it let me draw this? It says it's right. over constrained. How? <laughs> Man, I'm a 2D design guy. We get into 3D, I'm screwed up. No, I, I, was, with it. I was banging my head on 2D stuff at this point. You know, I, that was before I stepped into 3 my favorite thing is when you have a 3D object that has a timeline, you know, for the the, mm-hmm. the the building. You go back in the timeline and change one thing, and the object disappears. The entire yep. object disappears. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> or I went back and changed a couple, and then I've got these red squares on the timeline, and I'm like, how do I get rid of these? <laughs> and it's like, oh, you know what? It works. So I'm just going to leave it alone. Yeah. I don't know what that I, means, I had- but it works. I had like multiple issues on the um, on the Turbo Raven where I would it would look beautiful. I would save it and I would open it again the next day, and the stab was like through the canopy, like <laughs> for no reason. Like I saved it and it was fine, and it just decided that it was going to move. Oh, and nice. uh, the 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 first prototype of the sixty five inch Bushmaster, I got that and um, I put it together. I'm like, why is there this weird like tumor on the top of the sfg or the uh the inner wing fence and i couldn't figure out like i was going to yell at the factory be like guys why did you cut it this way and then i opened the model and it was there in the model it oh. just like <laughs> like yeah what one, one like radius decided to not be tangent to another and it made like this just big blob sticking up on the leading like kind of edge of the fence and uh yeah i i don't know i changed almost nothing and saved it and it was fine nice (laughs) well we are uh we're coming up on an hour and a half cody and i imagine it's pretty late where you're at we're getting there at least (laughs) so uh too bad but yeah no this is fun thanks guys yeah man we uh thank you we really appreciate having you on um actually i guess we may wait on casey to come back but (laughs) no it's it's been great i've been looking forward to getting you on i know we had a a couple of hiccups with scheduling and and what have you that on our end i appreciate you being patient with us and uh, coming on to talk about your designs and what you do day to day it's it's been good absolutely guys yeah thank you i uh I, i enjoyed this very much and uh if you ever have another uh another episode where you want to talk about flying beer, beer coolers or lesbians or whatever I'm, I'm totally down dude lesbians and beer coolers i think that's what we're going to name this episode so I, my only request is is uh continue to stir that pot on the facebook group. absolutely please I get will do that yeah get in there and jack it up a little bit it's fun all right i won't i won't start i won't stop until i'm banned yeah that's perfect i personally it's it's awesome to talk to somebody that designs and builds their own aircraft i it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, but it, it's slightly aggravating when people say, you know, such and such a company should build this. Well, build it. You, you, you have two hands. Build it. Yeah. That's that's well, kind that, of the way I feel about it, and it's so it's it's cool to find, you know, to talk to somebody else that 
designs and builds their own stuff, man. And man, I'll totally yeah. throw this out there. I knew this was going to be a good episode, but I didn't know it was going to be as good as it has been so far. Man, I, I'm pumped on you. Yeah, I hope awesome. I hope well, we thanks, get to. Ha- no, this is fun. Yeah, I hope we get to hang out sometime. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of that, uh, are you going to Joe Nall? Uh, unfortunately, I will not be doing ah. Nall this this year. Just just don't don't have it in the schedule. So I know this is a long way for you to go, but September 29th <laughs> through October 1st in Oklahoma, Lindsay, Oklahoma. that is. Yeah, you should you should make the trip. All right, I will. I'll see what I can do. Yes, sir. It would I'll be good. Fly out there on my nitro crack yak. Nice. <laughs> well, oh, man, yeah, well, put I would it this say, way: if you get on a, a jetliner and you make it out here, you'll have something to fly. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I was gonna awesome. say, yeah, yeah, just plenty of stuff to fly. Hit commercial. We got OPP. It'll be good. All right. You can put awesome. anything I own in the ground. It will be fine. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, thank you for coming on. Absolutely. absolutely. Thanks, thank Cody. Now, th- yeah, this was a blast. Thanks, guys, and uh, yeah, let's keep in touch. Yes, absolutely. Sir. Thanks, man. All right, see ya. Later. This welcome back is brought to you by Fortitude RC. That's F O U R T I T U D E R C dot com. Use ten percent or use welcome back for ten percent off your purchase. Welcome back to the Nuts and Bolts podcast. That was so low key. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not used to that. Right. I'm used to a loud Don Hockle or a welcome back. Or... Yeah, no, that's not the style on this one, though. Which, man, I'm, I'm going to talk shit on Clint for a minute. So you're <laughs> sitting over there the other night. So it was last night, actually. And he's like, is that show as fun as this one? And I'm like, why is it a competition, bro? <laughs> he's like no it's not a competition i'm like well what are you trying to say then i mean you say things like is that one as fun as this one what is that supposed to mean it's different it's supposed to be different right they're, they're both fun it is yeah it's different that, that's how i would describe it right i think where people struggle is you and i ride the line pretty good right can fit in with that crowd or with Right, we're, we're, it's not it's not black or white. We we ride in some gray area. Right. Yeah, I think Jason does a pretty good job of that. Uh, too. Yeah, Jason's gray. But area there's definitely guy. some some white and black areas. Right. More so, like I would say, why's well, it got to be white and black? Well, no, not like that. We're just talking <laughs> about a spectrum. Yeah, yeah, it's the spectrum, and that is that. Clint's not for all audiences. Oh, you son of a bitch. Speaking of that, <laughs> you mother. Anyway, yeah, you know, and then. Yeah. <laughs> I got buddies that are, you know, a lot more, I would say generally just more serious, but you know, they're cool. I like hanging out with them. And then there's guys that just really don't give a shit. Right. And I can hang out with them too. Absolutely. You know, so there's a broad spectrum there. Yeah. Well, I, I pride myself on being one of those guys that can like fit into any kind of social situation. Yeah. Dude, the, the group that we have, we all like airplanes. Period. That's it. All right. And I wouldn't even say that. Not even airplanes aircraft and i'm interested in aircraft 
So I, I don't care. I, I hang out with all of y'all. It, it doesn't bother me one bit. I, it's it's awesome. I can talk about airplanes and have a good time. I love that. Well, and it can pour you a freaking half a glass of moonshine and laugh. <laughs> Jeez. You're welcome. I guess what I was getting at is just kind of laid back and go with the flow. And then there's some pretty strong opinionated individuals that right. we hang around with that are very strongly opinionated and don't mind telling you. <laughs> well, I can absolutely tell you without a doubt. The three of us sitting here, dude, you could be totally far off in one field or freaking up here or whatever. We're all going to get along. It doesn't matter. Your 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 outlook, everything like that. I appreciate what you bring to the table and 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 your opinion, you know? And please don't hold mine against me and I won't hold yours against you. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Dude, it, it's it's a good group. It's a really good group. You put that so eloquently. <laughs> I don't know Fucking if it was Carson. I don't know if it was that eloquent. I felt like I stammered through it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I got no, way the to point. be politically correct. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean it's that's one of these things, dude. You, everybody needs to realize that somebody's opinion is their opinion. Yeah. Whether it's right or wrong or you disagree with it or not, don't hold that against that person. That's just how they feel. Yeah. yeah. Like let's ban 3D. Yeah. Those yeah. Are guys are yeah. a bunch of assholes. Yeah, fuck that's a bunch of opinion. 3D guys, dude. You know? Camera drones for life. <laughs> what was the other one that uh, that had everybody fired up pretty good? Um, oh, is the IMAC guys are out of the circle? Oh, the yeah. circle of trust. Yes, yes, <laughs> That's what yes. That was the other one. dude. I thought that was hilarious too. <laughs> <laughs> Them fucking IMAC guys can't fly a circle that good. I'm uh, just saying. Dude. Oh no, it was perfect. Like somebody drew this circle right, and it was right. 3D guys are in the circle of trust, and then yeah. somebody said, "Hang on, I fixed it," and it was all scrolling. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, here you that, go. That's this more is like a 3D it. circle. Which, man, I ain't talking shit on IMAC guys or 3D guys. But, man, both of them have their place. It's whatever you're into. Well, I had to take a little bit of a jab at Danny Powell. He's like, oh, sorry, yeah. Danny. Yeah. You're out of the circle. He's like, yeah. oh, I do both. Yeah, I do both. Yeah. <laughs> and, man, that's what it's all about, man. Hanging out with like-minded individuals. We're all into aircraft. Yeah, man. We, we all have our own opinions. And, dude, it's just it's one of those things that give people the credit they deserve. Hold them, hold them accountable for the shit that's wrong, and have a good time. Yeah, I like that. The iMac and 3D. I don't fall into either one of those categories. I can fly a little bit of 3D, but I don't even have a 3D aircraft right now. I like scale stuff. Mm-hmm. But we go to the field, and I fly my scale stuff. I watch other guys fly 3D. Who cares? I've never seen anyone after Jason has a flight with like your F eighteen dirty roll. All the fun stuff. Nobody ever comes up and be like, well, you could have flown that a little better. <laughs> Never seen that. Not not once. Well, I would say the one thing is we all, you hear helis and planes don't fly, don't get along, and 3D and scale don't get along. Last time I checked, we all get along pretty we good. We all get along really good. You know, you go to Baxter, for instance, you're going to have Brenton out there flying a helicopter. Yeah. And I'll take one every now and again. You know, Jason's going to be flying a scale turbine along with Doc and uh, oh, Michael uh, Deloney. Deloney and, oh, you know, Deloney, like you're yeah. going to see a few scale jets out there, maybe a sport jet. You're going to see Casey out there flying somebody else's airplane. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> my shit's all broke and I'm just too I lazy mean, to work on it. So whatever else is offered up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you say that like it's supposed to be demeaning to me, but it's not. <laughs> well, so 
Yeah. <laughs> at Skinner's the other day, he's like, we were talking about, we were bashing on Tyrannus because that's what we do to Casey. Right. And right. he's like, well, it, it's been reliable to me. It's like, well, you have to actually fly with oh. it <laughs> to consider it reliable. And, and while I get your point, reliable or not, whether it's sitting there working or not, it's still reliable. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. It's, it's made a really good paperweight. Now, I, dude, it does. It holds everything down real well. Yep. I tripped over that son of a bitch going to bed the other night. <laughs> just sitting on the floor. It's not supposed to, it, dude, it's probably supposed to be in a case or something, right? Probably, it's for a Fataba guy. I make my own freaking charge cases and all that shit, right? It's supposed to be in a case. No, not mine. It's just laying on the floor in my bedroom. Way to embrace the hobo lifestyle. Yeah, uh, well, you know. Wait, wait he said in his bedroom. So yep. Never mind. When in Rome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's trans, he's trans hobo. Well, well, hey, let, let's, let's be honest about this in my wife's bedroom, you know? Oh. Oh, speaking of trans, so, um, Speaking of trans, <laughs> yeah, 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 we figured out that, uh, segue. that, that uh, <laughs> Bill Perry is uh, he's trans because uh, you know, he had the leg vagina, he's post op trans now, he's post op trans, yeah. yes. <laughs> well, it's been about a year since his injury where the, right. the plane sliced open and gave him a leg vagina. Well, you take a banana, you slice it down the middle, and then you flare it out and tuck it inside, right? Yeah, sure. I don't know. I saw a Dr. Phil episode, something like that. I, I, I spaced out when you were talking. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I don't blame you a bit. Right, speaking of this, though, so uh, I'm listening to uh, the Houdini RC podcast. So. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. Oh, Spiegel, dude. <laughs> I, I feel bad because, I'll be honest, I haven't even heard of his podcast until recently. I've listened to at least seven episodes in the last freaking two weeks. Okay. So... I'll be honest. Sorry, Spiegel. I hadn't listened to it until relatively recently. This I've listened to a few episodes, and I've been laughing pretty good. He got he got Bill Perry really good on uh, the last yes, episode. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And uh, uh, that was a good one. But uh, no, I've been enjoying it. It's a different pace. It's not like what we do, right? Which is good. Well, that's that's what's cool about podcasts. You can it yeah. can be different. You could do what you do, whether yeah. people like it or not. You put the content out there and. Yeah. See what the world says. No, it, it's cool. I enjoy it. And uh, one thing, I also appreciate him. He he pumps up other That's podcasts. what I was going to say. He does, man. He has mentioned us on every one that I've heard, dude. And I didn't know that till now. So I, w- I would like to get a shout out to uh, old Richard Spiegel, RC Houdini, Houdini what? RC. Houdini RC podcast. No, Houdini. Like, Houdini. Yeah, like the magician. Yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Houdini. Yep. So it's a heli podcast. Right. Check it out. Yeah, that's uh, Richard Spiegel, and then there's uh, Kenny Sierra, uh, Mike Westbrook's on there pretty oh, yeah. regularly, Kerry Snyder's on there. Oh, yeah, which all of those guys are amazing. Yeah, they're all good Man, people. Man, Kerry Snyder's one of the coolest cats I've ever met in my whole entire life. Yeah, no, they're they're all good people. Yeah. And uh, they know helis, so if you got heli questions, that's who I would go to. Yeah, Westbrook's super cool. Uh, Spiegel's all right. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, dude. so I found out. We Spiegel's told him, my boy. We gave him a trophy. About going full Frank. Oh, yeah. Shit, he shit. didn't even know what it was. No, he didn't so even know what I it was. I listened to it and I sent him a link. I was like, this is what it means to go full Frank. And he, I just got a thumbs up. It's like, thanks a lot, dick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like universally. Thumb- yeah, thumbs, thumbs up or up. K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah. Yeah, and in his show notes, it's perfect. He's like, I got a trophy. 
question mark or an award question mark right. like he's just confused by it no no not a question mark you got an award yeah the only question mark is why did you go so fucking frank to get the award <laughs> right well the story was is so he goes and he to you or sorry i'm stammering and messing this up but he said, I had that little uh, E-flight plane, the little pink and or purple and whatever color. He's like, you know the one I got from Manhor? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Then he can proceeded to bash it and crash it. And... So that's that something else good. I want to address. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But Maybe I'm we sh- need to have a little Skinner recap real quick. Yeah, so I'm not <laughs> real sure that Clint understood what was going on. Because... I hear I've talked to Clint about this, and he's like, "That guy just went out there and bashed his plane." And he's like, "So he bashed his favorite airplane." Like, I'm pretty sure that was for show. Well, right? yeah. Like, did you pick up on this, Clint? I'm not well, sure that Clint picked up on this. Like, it was for fun. It was for show. It was perfect. Right. It, you know, did exactly what he intended. Are we talking about a little tiny Yak 54 for hit the stick? No, 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 oh, okay. no, no. The, the little. Uh, e-flight extra 300 it's like orange purple oh white. yeah yeah yeah. the one that he picked up and slammed into the ground a few yeah. times stomped it yeah oh yeah yeah like from what i understand he told mike westbrook and maybe somebody else he's like yeah i'm gonna go out here and bash this thing and, yeah. and so he did it was it. fun it was yeah. great got the intended response yeah <laughs> he had clint snowed yeah i think so yeah which yeah so which Let's, man so you came out to Skinner's. I did. I didn't yeah. make it until Saturday, but I did. Yeah. It, man, excellent time. Absolutely. What of it I remember. <laughs> I'm not joking. I was on one that weekend. I, I, I feel kind of bad about it, but at the same time, I feel really good about it. I got a good release. I, I had a blast, man. I got I got to fly the cooler. I got to fly the Pawnee. Slept in the trailer. Oh, yeah. It was fine. I loved it. I flew everybody else's shit. True hobo fashion, which Clay's going to give me shit about, which that's fine. I'm I'm just glad I didn't wipe out an airplane this year. Yeah, <laughs> right. Sorry, I went home with the same number I went there with. Yeah, I that's was perfect. Happy. Me too. I came with zero. I left with zero. It's perfect. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I flew at least ten. Yeah, I, I ended up. I took the Skywing laser out there, flew it a little bit. Servo started giving me trouble, so those are going to. They're coming out, so that's actually one of my favorite planes you own. And and when we were talking about, it, you're like, you're gonna hate this. This is not your kind of airplane. Absolutely love that airplane. Yeah, it's pretty radical in high rates. I'm debating on turning it down a little bit, right? Make it a little bit more manageable, fit my flying style maybe a little bit better. It's a uh, very XA right now. Which man, I flew it in low rates, so I mean, I never, I never stepped up into high rates, but I wasn't trying to go out there and be a 3D monster with it. I was just trying to fly and have fun. Very predictable. Did everything I told it to do. Right. It was nice. I just realized I'm sitting here at the table with the only two other people that have flown the ice chest. <laughs> oh, That's <yeah>. true. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Hey, speaking of that, uh, James Squared got some uh, drone footage, and it. The ice chest was in a good bit of it. So if you hadn't yeah. seen that video, go, go check it out. Well, Which, man, that guy may have changed the way I edit videos. Yeah. I was is, really he impressed. He spent like 25 bucks and got on Fiverr and had somebody else edit his stuff. So I, I'm going to start going out and shooting video and finding me some guy on Fiverr. Absolutely. I have seen that video. Don't, yeah. Yeah. That's the yep. one I'm talking about. It was yeah. good. Yep. Well, it was great because uh, 
I asked him, I said, Hey, did you get any footage? He's like, well, I, I sent it to a guy and he's putting it together. We'll see how it turns out. And then a little while later, he's like, well, I had to step up to the $25 guy. $15 guy didn't work out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, nice. Well, I mean, it's, you get what you pay for all this stuff. Hey, but I think he did good. I'm, oh, absolutely. You know, so. it was excellent. I, that got shared around. I would be, I probably need to look that up on YouTube and see how many plays it's got. Cause I bet it did pretty well. Yeah. I, I thought it was it was awesome. I, it was great. That reminds me though that I wanted to wanted to give a little bit of recognition to uh, one of the guys I met in uh, Oahu, flying out there in Hawaii. He's got a YouTube uh, channel, Adventuresome Brada B R A D D A H, and he's Brada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's got video of a lot of the uh, combat that they do. The uh, they they build these. I mean, they, combat aircraft. Yeah. Wonderful dog, the bounty hunter, ever showed up out there. <laughs> hey, brother. I don't know about all that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, they, they got a pretty cool setup, man. A nice flying field. Uh, runway's a little rough, but it's a beautiful scenery. What uh, what are they into as far as flying types? Uh, I saw a lot of helis and a lot of uh, normal glow and electric. Just kind of the same stuff as you see here or what? Yeah. Um, like I said, the, the runway is a little rough, so it's mostly uh, hand launch. But, I mean, they still do. Apparently, they fly turbines on Sundays most for the most part. And uh, I haven't been able to get out there when they flew turbines. But, I mean, everything else I saw was mostly hand launch, glow, and electric. But they had some pretty cool stuff. And they like flying combat. Was it a big club? Like how many members? I don't know. I never asked them. But the two Saturdays that I got to go, there was probably – what eight or nine guys? Okay, hanging around at, on uh, Saturday evening. Gotcha. Yeah, mostly military guys or what? No, not just not really. locals. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's a cool little club, man. Um, it, like I said, the, the the backdrop around the field is beautiful. You can see mountains and and there's a whiskey distillery less than a quarter mile away. I mean. What can go wrong? Yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds perfect. Yeah. <laughs> that that moonshine you had earlier, that's where it came from. Man. <laughs> so what of a We kind of put a dent situation? in that bottle, dude. Oh yeah. What, what was the wind like there? I none that I can remember when I was there on Saturday oh. evenings. See, I I don't know why, but I just kind of expected it to be breezy all the time. Nah. It was, I'd say, less than 10 miles an hour when I was there. So yeah, how- man, I'm thinking in Hawaii, I'm, I want, like, some little bluff overlooking the ocean and, like, slopes or and some stuff. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking. And I'm sure it's possible. You just got to find the right spot. Uh, they used to fly on the, I forget which base. There's actually a couple of military bases around Oahu, but they used to fly on one of them. I think it was a marine base. They told me the name of it, but I forgot. But they used to fly there until just recently. Uh, that was where they fly, flew a lot of the jets. Yeah, because overall, Hawaii has several military bases between yeah. Air Force and Navy and Marine Corps and yeah. all that, right? Yep. Uh, Oahu itself has several uh, military bases, be it Army, Air Force, or Marine. Right. Radioactive coconuts. Now, that's uh, the Solomon Islands, maybe. Which maybe. one? Or Bikini <laughs> Atoll. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, cool. It was, it was fun, man. They were the guys were. It was a great club. The guys were cool. It was. I came out and just hung out. So, did you see any wild chickens running around? Everywhere. 
Are they really that? Oh, yes. Okay. So I've heard about the wild chickens in Hawaii, but I didn't know if it was maybe like one island and not the others or if if it's really like as many as, you know, are they literally everywhere? It sounds like it. Yeah. Matter of fact, I I probably have some pictures somewhere of the the chickens running around at the field. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're everywhere. You see them in downtown uh, Waikiki sometimes. Just random chickens. That's so crazy to me. Man, I don't know. I mean, we might get hit by PETA for this, but I'm dive bombing some chickens. <laughs> There's a chicken running across the runway. I'm I'm gonna do a nice low pass. Try to freak that chicken out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that probably would happen. Absolutely. It Definitely would. chase some buzzards around here. Yeah. I do that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Yep. The difference is is buzzards fly pretty high and chickens don't so much. Right. I think I could probably hit a chicken. <laughs> oh yeah. And what's the worst that happened? You take one out and then stir fry that sip so much later. Yeah. I mean, I'm in. Lost the plane, but I gained dinner. That's it. Nice. I'm going to pluck this bitch, shove a beer can up its ass, and we're going to have a good evening. See, that's where I'm going with this is like apparently there are no rednecks in Hawaii because otherwise there wouldn't be a wild chicken population. Right. Like they would have been fried already. Oh, yeah. I wonder if, so like wild turkey and domesticated turkey are totally different. I wonder if wild chicken is totally different than domesticated chicken. That's a good question. I don't know. Is that like the difference between free range chicken? I mean, are you feeding it wild bird seed or just regular bird seed? I, I think free range is like it roams my yard and I put it in a coop at night. Right. Well, that'd be a yard bird. Right. <laughs> yard pimp. That's yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, yard cracker. pimp, yeah. yeah. Well, that's what Uncle Cracker says. Stale or, Cracker. Stale Cracker. Yeah. yeah, you got some yard pimp. Yard bird is what my mom calls chicken. Oh, yeah, that's pimp. what it is, man. Let me get some of that yard bird. <laughs> I mean, that's it. Yeah, I'm in. Oh, man, like that joint we went to the other weekend, old, uh, the lumber shack uh, out yeah. in Hera, dude. Dude, that place was, it was good. It was pretty legit. I'm going to say the chicken wasn't as good as Babe's, but overall it was good. Well, man, I mean, it's a little bit different setup than babes. So we totally missed a prime opportunity, though, Jason. So on the menu, it's half chicken, whole chicken, two whole chickens. Okay. Something like that. Like, yeah, me and Clay both order a half. I think we could have saved some money if we just went with a whole. <laughs> well, no, like after we ordered, we both order half chicken, right? And, right. And I'm get over there, I'm like, how much better would it have been if you had ordered a whole chicken and I ordered a slice of toast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then we proceeded to figure out that probably no one else would get this joke. No, no, absolutely <laughs> no one would have got that joke. Just like people listening to this show, they're like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> right, right now? right about now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. The R- RC show turned chicken. <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, John, uh, Elwood and Jake. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Blues Brothers. Yep. Have y'all been to the drum room? No. In Oklahoma City. It's actually pretty good. When you hit a, that up. Yeah, it's a... Mainly a chicken place. They have awesome uh, fried okra. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. I could tear that up right now. Dude, if I go get fried chicken and they don't have okra, it's a problem. <laughs> Dude, if they have fried chicken and don't have fried okra, I'm not eating there. Right. Something is wrong. That's right. <laughs> I'm just glad I don't have, like, diverticulitis because I like okra and it's got small seeds. Right. Yep. So... You, I'm kind of impressed. Your way, I, say, I could say diverticulitis right now. I'm just saying. You kind of had to drag it out a little bit, but you got it. Well, 
Jason's up here <laughs> freaking spoon feeding me moonshine. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm just saying. I didn't do nothing. Well, I was going to cover you. You went to Hawaii on the return trip, kind of from Guam. Correct. Did yes. you go flying in Guam? Yeah. Uh, oh no, RC. Yeah. No, I did not in Guam. No, didn't have didn't have time to look those up in Guam. I, I was, I'd like that was to. gonna be my question is do they have RC? I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. I I haven't really looked it up while I was there though, unfortunately. But yeah, I'm sure they do. And that's a good idea for next time I'm there. Yeah. Well, I've never been. The chances of me getting to go to Guam are probably never gonna happen. But it's interesting to think about at least that maybe they do have RC there. Being military, I'm sure there's something. Um yeah, I'm sure somewhere on the island they have a, a spot. But I like I said, I haven't looked into it. Yeah, it's pretty cool getting to travel different places and and just checking out, you know, other flying fields. Like uh, that that one in, in uh, outside of Honolulu was awesome. It's it's a really nice field. I liked it, and just like I said, the runway is a bit rough, but despite that, I I love the field. It's a great place, um, and they have a a helicopter flight line and a fixed wing flight line that are they're not completely separate but they're divided enough that you can both fly and it's not a big deal so i think you need to start like taking some of your shit with you when you go on these trips i've thought about it dude i've seriously I know, thought i know about you it. could get away with it uh yeah i could actually build a, a little pylon something with a removable wing and actually make a suitcase for it yeah. easily I'm betting you could probably throw the F-18 on the old uh, mothership <laughs> that you're cruising around on. Make sure that you got something really ripping to fly when you go to these places. I, I did carry the Mighty Fly in my lap on a commercial flight, so I'm just saying nice. you can make this happen. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the F-18 is a bit much, although that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I've seen these planes you're flying. If it's just like a pilot and a co-pilot, and you, you got plenty of room, bro. Yeah, we got a, a mission specialist. There's four of us. Yeah. There's a mission specialist also. So. What are you on a shuttle? Yeah, yeah, mission yeah, yeah. Specialist. Mission <laughs> specialist. That's what are you flying with Buzz Aldrin that's, over there? <laughs> <laughs> that's the term, man. We, <laughs> that's what we call him. Yeah, and he's the lunar module pilot. I right, got yeah, it. Yeah, I got it, man. He's over there working the arm to pull you into the space station. I get it. Yeah, I'm just a technician, man. Yeah. Hey, speaking of space station, so. I was reading a story the other day about the uh, the first all private uh, flight to the International Space Station, yeah, right. uh, SpaceX. I guess they got stuck up there for an extra three days. I heard that, yeah. But uh, uh, that's interesting that uh, <laughs> we're at finally at private space travel. I'm saving you guys the icing. Just get off me, all right? <laughs> Casey just picked up a cupcake. Look at the mess you're making over here. It scraped. All the icing off of it, like. Oh, I guess Clint couldn't come, so Casey's having to fill in for him by making a mess. That's like the the most anti cupcake thing I can think of is scraping all the icing off of it. That's, right, I don't like icing. Part. I'm sorry. Like, what are you sweet. even eating a cupcake for if you're not eating the icing? Well, I like the cake. I don't like the icing. Oh my goodness, that's just wrong in every way. I agree. The icing's too sweet. Yeah. <laughs> cool. No one can see us. Use your words. 
my mouth full of cupcake. Oh, okay. Minus oh, the icing. Well, man, having old Cody on the show, that was absolutely amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. Absolutely. He's way cooler than I thought he was going to be. Nah, I knew he was solid. Which, man, I, I, I thought he was going to be cool. That sounded kind of asshole-ish the way I put that out there. But no, no, super cool, man. Like, I, I want to hang out with this guy in person. Right. Me too. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. That's the only problem. And hopefully this. I can dumb him down to my level, you know. So that's the only problem I found with this, though, is that now we've got all these people on all sides of the country, sometimes on other sides of the world. Like, it would be great to hang out with you, but you live 24 hours away from here or 36 hours from here, whatever it may be. Right. It's like it's kind of sucks. But at the same time, it's cool. You know, it's like, hang, like I'd like to hang out with Rod more. It's like, geez, dude, Absolutely. move closer. Man, Casey's car get, gets good mileage. I, I threw in a tank of fuel. Dude, dude, we can stack up, man. We split this three ways, dude. We're talking like $12 to go anywhere a piece, you know? Oh, so whenever you're always griping, like, dude, that's an hour and a half down there. Well, if there's three of us, we can all take turns driving. Yeah. It's not the issue of the money. It's the issue of like, dude, I just work 12 hours a day. I'm sorry. I don't want to oh, drive sorry. two and a half yeah. hours. I don't want to inflame your driving allergy. Sorry. <laughs> Talk shit all you want, man. <laughs> wow. No, no, no. Listen, here's, this is it, Jason. Clay's just a shit talker. No. So I drive usually minimum three, four hours a day. That's your right. job, right. motherfucker. Okay. Driving ain't my job. Okay. You but know I'll what driving- pisses me off? No, I'm just kidding. That was a Clint thing to I say. I will have driven, you know, <laughs> a few hundred, maybe 1,500 miles in a week. Right. right. And, uh, yeah, Clint and Casey's like, hey, you going to drive up to the show? It's like, ah, yeah, maybe. And then it's like, hey, you guys want to come down here and fly on Saturday? Ah, oh, man, that's, that's an hour and a half, you know. Uh, yeah, like, I just got a little bit of life in the way. Yeah, and like. I know it. I get it. Like, okay, all right. It's okay it. if I drive up here. Uh-huh. Or I'll be like, hey, let's go check this out. Oh, man, that's all the way on the other side of the city. That's like 20 minutes over there. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I only drove two hours to get here. <laughs> you know what started this? Here, I'm going to help you out a little bit. So Clay hits me up. He goes, hey, man, so there's a place off Memorial. Shouldn't be too far from your house. Can you go pick me up some seasoning? I'm like, dude, that's like on the other side of the city from where I live, dude. He's like, dude. I map quested it. It's like 20 minutes from your house. Like, yeah, but it's on the other side of the fucking city, man. Uh, I'm not headed that direction. And ever since then, he's like, oh, you don't want to drive. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Well, or let me back up, too. So when we went to the Lumber Shack, I, the reason we went there is I was staying in Shawnee working, okay? And every time I go to Shawnee and I talk to Casey, he's like, oh, man, you should come over. It's only like 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, or you could come to Shawnee. Ah, you know, like. Oh, you mean you won't drive the same distance you're asking oh, me I'm to drive? I'm sorry. I just drove a 45 minutes from Edmond to where I work to my house. I don't want to drive another oh. freaking 20 minutes. I'm oh, sorry, dude. you mean dude. the eight hours I drove working all day? Oh, <laughs> you got paid to do it. That's just ain't something I'm getting paid to do. I, w- I need some downtime, bro. I need like some, like, I don't know, right. some mental, okay. mental re regurgitate no rejuvenation yeah that not regurgitation rejuvenation that's that's correct i get paid for those 15 hour flights i I have to take to get home sometimes but it it doesn't help (laughs) well yeah but i mean that's like going home that's a little bit different 
So you drove 20 minutes to my house. We took my car. We had a flat tire. We had to switch that out. But then we got the lumber shack. It was a good time. <laughs> yeah, and we hung out with... Uh, yeah, my buddy Wade. Wade, yeah. Yeah. It was a good time. Good dude. Yeah. It was a good time for I'm you. just saying. I was late for work the next day. The boss was like, hey, what's... You okay? Everything all right? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. What's the problem? Oh, yeah. Oh, so that night... I woke up drunk off my ass. Yeah, I'm sorry, and I was did. like, yeah, yeah. "Oh my god!" I was way drunker when I woke up than when I went to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked at the clock and I was like, "Geez, I hope it's not time to go to work." And it was two. I was like, "Thank goodness." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can sleep this off a little bit more. Yeah, let's go get a bottle of water real quick. It's oh, like, that's exactly what good. happened. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I was like, "Dude, I'm so thirsty." So I'm in there drinking faucet water because that's all I've got. And but it yeah. was better than dying. Oh so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how you know he had a good night. Yeah. Uh, then I woke up next morning. It's like, yeah, I'm not feeling this at all. So it was a slow drag, drug out morning. Right. Nice. But it worked out. So what else we got? Well, unfortunately, we do have some upsetting news. Absolutely. News that yep. I feel like we should at least. Uh, at least touch on. Yeah. I don't want to drag it out, but. Unfortunately, we lost one of our uh, one of our good friends in the community. Yep, old David James, man, old peg leg. Yep. I was thinking about it earlier today. I was like, man, like Clint was just talking about. It. I've got a four millimeter waiting on you. No, oh, yeah, didn't get to turn his foot around. Didn't get to turn his foot around. So, yeah, it's uh, he'll be missed by a lot. Anyone that knew him liked him. As far as I know. Oh, yeah. He was a man, absolutely good time, man. You could, yeah, dude, you get stuck in a wet paper bag with this guy. You're going to have a good time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, down at uh, Superfly, we had so much fun, so many good stories. And uh, fortunately, that's what we got good stories. You know, yeah, I talked to Kurt earlier today. He called me about it. And, you know, and we, we, we hit on it's like, you never know when it's the last time you'll see somebody. Yep. And I said, at least. The last time we saw him, we were having a good time hanging out at Ice House. Yep. That's the last time I saw him as well. And, man, that's one of those deals that uh, you never know when uh, the clock's going to get punched. Have a good time, man. Yep. Yeah, that Take was, advantage uh, of it every time and every day that you've got. Yep. Tell your brother you love him. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. That's like exactly what Kurt said. Yep. You know, I talked to him for a half hour today and. He was like, man, just you never know when it is. So, you know, make sure you let them know you care. So we don't exactly know what happened. Um, looks like a car accident. Yeah, we'll uh I'm sure if you follow us on Facebook and you know, or friends with David, you'll see you'll updates see. as the family. But you know, uh, if the if the family wants to, I'm not sure, but yeah. But David James, man, lost not forgotten, man. Good good dude. I always had a good time when I was around him. It was a little sketchy, think but it he, was always good. Well, and he was pretty well known in the hobby, so Absolutely. I think it hit a lot of people. Absolutely hit a lot of people. He was a good dude, man. He was always around, had some cool stuff, and uh, you, you, I don't think you could go to an event. If he was there, you wouldn't know it. You know what I'm saying? He's the guy you would know was there. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> well, lots of good times with, uh, see, we called him Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, peg Lieutenant leg, peg leg. Toupee yeah. Dan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or... Or no, it was a, was it? I mean, we should have called that dude lucky, dude. He had like one leg and a toupee. Only thing it was missing was an eye patch. 
You know? And I know I sound like I'm talking shit right now, but I'm not. If that guy was yeah. sitting right here, he'd laugh at his ass off at that. Oh, yeah. That was the best part about it. Is you, could, oh, yeah. you could bust his balls, and he, he oh, thought yeah. it was hilarious. He was always there, man. Yeah. Well, we'll be thinking about him, thinking Absolutely. about his family. and Yeah, friends and everybody, man. I mean, hug your brother. Tell him you love him, man. You never know when it's going to be the last time you see him. That's absolute. Yes, sir. But anyways, what else we got, Jason? You're over there, or, or you may be texting somebody. I was actually posting a picture of us recording. Ah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had something pulled up and I was going to feel like I lost it. I had something opened up because I wanted to talk about it. And then my phone did whatever it does. And <laughs> now it's not there anymore. I'd like to say I went to uh, up to Stillwater to OSU to Speed Fest this afternoon. Was the actual competition today, and got to watch some of it. It was awesome, and way bigger than I expected. Uh, they, they tell me there's normally about a thousand people there throughout the day. Right, family members and you know former students, and it it was really cool. I loved it. It was awesome. Uh, Dan did an awesome job flying the actual aircraft in the competition right and if you're listening to this show we actually had dan on one of the rc scrap pile shows a week back so uh go check that out if you want to hear more about speed fest but uh so me and jason and our our buddy mike got to be uh judges for some of the stuff and dude i was totally honored i should not be judging anything <laughs> on uh on an uh you know some kind of uh engineering standpoint but but, man, it was super cool, man. I mean, these kids put a lot of effort into this. And Absolutely. it was with, between January and now, they, they had the, hey, here's the deal. Let's start right now. Proof of concept. We need a website. We need graphic design. We need this. We need that. And they totally pulled it off. Looks like they had the competition today. You got to go see it. And uh, so I know who I voted on. And we kind of we were kind of on opposite ends of who we right. voted on. Yeah. Which, I think the plane you voted on probably won. Oh, they but, did. I just but, saw it, actually. Yeah, yep. Orange team won. <laughs> but it was one of those deals that uh, both of them, absolute amazing effort, merit, got put into this. Both both teams did a bang-up job. Absolutely. And shout-out to Orange team. The aircraft looked beautiful, and apparently it did its job. Yep. It won the competition. Good job. Absolutely. I voted for the team that lost, but their graphic design and their video and their website, uh, I'm a fan. They, I, they, absolutely. They, they were a standout to me. I Both teams did a good job, but you know, you, you, you got to have a winner. And man, one of the voting criteria on that too was which one would you buy? And I straight up, you know, so I went with a single engine. Right. And one is the one I would buy, which, dude, I'll totally love the, <laughs> the twin boom. Uh, dude, it was so hard for me to, to decide. <laughs> But I would have gone with the other one. I, man, I just like the lines of it a little okay. bit, the, the carbon fiber construction. And then also, you know, it was one of those deals like, so it was judged on their website and, and, and their video and things like that. Man, to me, they had an actual logo design, which you know me. I'm a graphic designer, right. so yeah, I, I pay I attention that. to this stuff. Yep. And their video was kick-ass. Yes, you the know, video was cool. You, you know, they they had some special effect kind of stuff going on that the other team didn't have. The other team's video was good, absolutely amazing, but they had some special effect stuff going on on the black team. 
Okay, I can see that. I, yeah, I totally so, understand what you're saying. Which I judge from my standpoint. Right. You know? Right, right. And I, and I watched the same videos, but the the Orange Team aircraft, in watching the video, to me, I was looking more at what the aircraft was actually doing. Right. As opposed to the quality of the video. Right, yeah. So And, and the I aircraft could... was incredible in the video. Uh, the video could have been a little bit better. Granted, absolutely. Matter of fact, in my critique of it, I said that the video could have been zoomed in more to see the aircraft better. Mm-hmm. But what I could see the aircraft doing in the video as it was was awesome. And it's a it was a novel design, and it was very capable in in many ways. The was, twin was it, super badass. Yeah, and man. We mean you talked about this. Like it had nacelles <laughs> on it. Everything was a little more finished and refined. Right. Right. I would own either one of those. True. And I think I put that in my critique. I was like, I would love to own either one of these pieces of engineering art. Right. You know? Yeah, they're, they're incredible aircraft, man. Uh, the competition today was awesome. Despite the winds, which were like sustained 20, gusting to who knows what, um, Dan was flying great. Uh, I, right. I watched at least two heats of both teams. And um, that it... For the wind conditions, man, it, I, it was awesome uh, just to watch. I, I wouldn't fly anything I own in the wind conditions we had today. But for the logistics of it, for the amount of people that come to town to see this, the fact that it is for an actual grade, right? Um, if at all possible, they'd like to fly on the day that it's scheduled for, despite the ridiculous weather conditions we had today. It wasn't rain, so... They were going to fly. Um, but, man, what did we have, like 25 gusts into 40 today? Yeah, it was crazy. At least. Yeah. It, it was – dust was flying over the field. It was it, it was extreme for what – I don't think most people would fly in it. Uh, most of our RC guys I know would fly in it unless it was, you know, like slope soaring kind of weather. Yeah, fair weather flyers stayed at home. You extremist bastards didn't want to take off. Right. They were still doing this stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they were still having a competition. So, uh, as a matter of fact, the uh, I didn't know they did this until today, but they actually have a racing class for high school students. Yep. And I, I didn't even realize that. But watching those races, which the high school students were building, essentially, flight test aircraft and racing those. And these things were barely able to make forward progress in the wind we had tonight. Right. Like full throttle ground speed is like five miles an hour. Wow. Yeah. And man, some of the big boy engineering students uh, on the college level. So Dan, me and Dan were talking about this a little bit. So they started this project in January. <clears throat> so you think about it. So January, February, March, April. So let's say you got four months to put this together. They had to build a proof of concept and a way to design and build this as far as like mass producing it basically, yep. you know, and then they had to come up with a website. They had to come up with a brochure. They had to come up with video and everything yep. like that. And you're talking about within a three, four month span, dude, they killed it, man. Absolutely. These, these, these kids are rocking it out. Absolutely. I agree. So you mentioned the high school students and, yeah. and that's what I was going to ask about because the first time I heard about OSU speed fest was about three, four years ago, maybe. Okay. And uh, Tommy from my club works for Elgin Schools. And so 
uh, Elgin built one. Then this the, the year he flew for them because uh, they didn't have a pilot. Right. Um, so they had to build an uproar, 40 size uproar yeah. from Tower Hobbies. Yeah, yeah. Um, built it from a kit and covered it, put a glow motor on it, and they went out and flew it. And it was like pylon racing style race. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was telling me about it. And I think that year I went to Texarkana's event and missed out on going. Um, then I don't know if they had OSU Speed Fest last year because of COVID. I'm uh, sure. I'm pretty sure they did. I heard some students talking about it, but I don't know much about last year. Yeah. Right. Anyway, like the first time I heard about it was like, so they were building these glow planes. And then, uh, like Dan mentioned on the scrap pile, uh, last week, now they're doing the flight test planes. And, and yeah. I guess they're having better success with that. And the students seem to enjoy that a lot. Um, but nonetheless, to me, it's really cool. I, I wish that we would have had something like that when I was growing up. Absolutely, man. I would have jumped all over something like that. Uh, and they had a lot of participants uh, from the high schools. I mean, they was they had to do it was I think two heats per race, um, and it was the heats were like six airplanes each. So, and the teams were two people, at least two people per team. So it was it was pretty interesting. It was fun. Uh, like I said, the wind kind of put a damper on it today, but I mean, and even so, they were still out there trying. Yeah. I would have been there if it wasn't for work. So I'm with you. I didn't get off till four. And I, I talked to Dan. I was like, man, I'll head out there after work. He's like, man, it'll be over by the time you get here. Yeah. I, I got off at about 11, but it's st- still waters every bit of two and a half hours. Right. And I had some other stuff going on. I was like, no, nah, if I can't get there and see it all, and I, I, I was out. So I got there around 10 a.m. And by then, the parking lot was, it, it was a walk to get back to the flight line. Yeah. It was, I was surprised. I did not expect it to be that big. Yep. But it, it, it will, definitely was. And uh, sometime this year, I believe Dan is trying to hold a fun fly so we can come out and fly. Uh, Which, man, I've talked to him about that. We'll definitely pump it on this podcast or um, RC Scrap Pile for sure. It'll be on the group page, everything like that. So, so what I'm thinking, though, is that we need to get those folks to know about Superfly. True. Yeah, oh, yeah. Good They're, point. I, man, I talked to him about that. I think I think we got a good support group coming out of Lindsay for that deal. Yeah. Man, that's going to be an event. Yeah, I think we, so. We've kind of been pumping it for uh, a little while now. Yeah. And uh, we got some big names. we got some cool people are going to show up to this deal. Uh, he told me that the Stillwater Club actually has 30 or 35 members, which is more than I expected. Yeah. So prior, I've heard about that field, and I heard it was an amazing field and this and that. And so I actually had sent uh, – the I went on their website for the, uh, the club, not the school, and sent that guy an email, and I never got a response back because I was thinking, I was like, man, we need to have a premier event in Oklahoma. Now, this is all – this has been some time back. Because uh, now Lindsay's going to be where right. we attempt to make this happen. Right. And uh, it's probably like when you see me in the email, it winds up in the junk folder. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. But either way, I'd, I'd emailed them because prior to that, I'd heard Stillwatersfield was probably one of the best ones it in is. the state to have a, something like that. You know, and I'm thinking, okay, if they got enough room to house, you know, upwards of a thousand people for OSU Speed yeah. Fest, it's like, they can put on a pretty good flying Absolutely. event. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I've personally never seen the field, but I just 
you know, people it's, that have seen it have, you know, they're like, oh, it's amazing. So anyway, I emailed him. I never got a response back and kind of left it at that. And, and then this deal with Lindsay showed up and it's like, all right, that's better for me anyway. So, well, I, I was impressed and I, I've been out there one other time, but I believe I drove out there when nobody was out there. I just drove out, saw the field and, you know, turned around. But I mean, not to start some shit, but I'm more of an OU fan than an OSU fan. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so, just saying. Uh, I will say they so just. are you talking about sports ball now? Yeah, sports ball. OS who? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at this point, okay. I'm going to say I would probably lean toward OSU just because they have a really solid aviation influence. I would. I mean, that's my only argument. So does OU. So I've been to both both schools' flying fields because OU flies it right outside of Lloyd Noble right. at the Corks Field. I would guarantee you that OSU's got their field beat. Absolutely. The runway at OSU is probably four times as long as the runway at mm-hmm. OU. And it just didn't, yeah. Which, man, I love those guys at Torx. I, Anything absolutely. like that? It's a it's it's a good field for smaller aircraft. I just joined Torx because it's twenty minutes from where you're sitting right now. Right, Torx or Corks? Corks. Sorry, Corks. I was gonna say because Torx is at Hefner. Yeah, right. yeah, Corks. I just joined Corks this year because it's twenty twenty five minutes from from here. Oh, I didn't know you'd done that. Yeah, yeah. Isn't uh, old David DeSelms a president over there? Correct. I believe he is. Yep. Yeah, he's a good dude. I like that guy a lot. Yep. And I can fly all my electric aircraft there. For the turbines, I still got to go to Baxter. Right. But I can fly the electric aircraft there. So in the summertime, I get home from work, I can turn around, 20 minutes later, I can be flying at the field. So, I mean, we've definitely flown some 100cc stuff out at Norman. Yeah. 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 It's not for everybody. Well, when I was out there last time, they were flying like third scale. Yep. You know, aerobatic aircraft out there. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's pretty normal for them. If you're, if, if you're fairly proficient, you'll be fine. If you're yeah. kind of new to the bigger scale aircraft, that's not the field to fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Light poles are everywhere. <laughs> Boy, that could be all bad. Because <laughs> at least with a tree, there's a little bit more to see. Yeah. <clears throat> Light pole, you don't see it until the plane spun around and you're like, what the? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's oh, a pole there. There's a pole there. Well, did you guys ever fly in Elk City? No, I've never been there. Oh, man. Uh, they. In the last few years, they actually they paid the city to bury the power lines. But the first one or two fly-ins I went to in Elk City, they actually had to have a spotter over near the power line. So when you were landing, as you on your approach, when you crossed the power line, the spotter would wave the flag so you knew you were past the power line, so you could dive toward the runway. Oh, yeah. But they they since then they paid the city to bury the power line, and it's not an issue now. But that was the the way their field was. Right. Uh, it was interesting. I can imagine that the Mississippi boys would have uh, appreciated that service at Sherman last year. Yeah. That damn man that damn fall up did fucking pow in that tree, motherfucker. That's how that went. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was interesting. Dude, that dude was full behind something. And we're like, hey, pull up. And he pulls up over it. I don't know how we didn't waste this shit, dude. It was absolutely amazing. Well, he did hit the tree the next time. Well, yeah. yeah he just yeah. didn't waste it. But he did hit right. it. Right. But he did hit it. Yeah. Oh, that was 
those guys, they were characters. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I don't know what that means. I'm not avert on sign language. Oh, so we're about two and a half hours in. We should probably mention sponsors and clean this up a little bit. Yeah, I kind of figured that's where we were getting to. So we don't have a list, but no, uh, we're not. We, we can we're go not off wasted, memory. so I bet we can go off memory. Yeah. Oh, your might not be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, moonshine got you. Oh, huh? that got made clear water, you know, fire. Oh, 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 Jim Tom done got to oh, you, huh? Jim Tom. Yeah, if you haven't watched that, you really need to watch it. Fucking Uncle Tickle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what was it? It was Tickle, wasn't it? it I think it was. Yeah, it wasn't Uncle Tickle, but yeah. Well, no, no. I just said this would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, no, it's Uncle Dad. Uncle Grandpa. Man, eh, maybe. Yeah. He's my nephew. son. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I said we mentioned a few. All I'm right. Go with uh, Holy Smokes. Go yep. Kurt Sider. Oh, Kurt Sider, man. I'm going to go with uh, Don Hocklet, Fortitude RC, and uh, got some cool charge cases and some smoke, uh, nah, I mean, fueled smoke tanks. Yep. RMJ Machine Works. That's a good one, too. Yep. I'm going to go back with me with Buddy RC, man. Use our affiliate link, man. Check in the show notes. Helps us out and keeps us going. I'm going to go with old legend hobby with uh, Tomas Wheeland. Dude, Tomas Wheeland's a cool cat. I need to hit that guy up. Oh, that's some neat stuff, too. All right, yep. side note. The T28. Oh, we Chris didn't talk Hall. about that. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. what I had pulled up and we yep. were wanting to talk about. Yep. It was the T28. All right, so. Aaron we're, Grenade. We're... All right, if you haven't seen it, look up Aaron Grenade on RC Scrap Pile podcast Facebook page and watch his unboxing video of the T28. I, I liked it. I was impressed. I'm uh. I would be in on that. Yeah, landing gear looks solid. Airframe looks solid. Yeah, and that comes from. It's got uh, brakes built into the landing gear on the on the mains. So it's I went pretty back, impressive. I found the post that Chris Hogg had put up about it. Uh, it's not a CY models like I thought it was. Right, that's what we were all thinking. Yeah, uh, let me see what he says here. He said different manufacturer. I don't know who the manufacturer is. Yeah, he didn't say. Um, or at least but not in the post man, I saw. What is it? A fifty cc T twenty eight? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, it's in the eighties. Here, I'm trying to find it again. Well, man, the smaller foamies of the T twenty eight fly absolutely amazing. I couldn't imagine getting a hold of a fifty cc fifty cc one. Yeah, I would be in for sure. Okay, here it is. Uh, eighty six inch wing. Perfect for 50 to 60 cc two-stroke gas or small radial. JP electric gear with brakes. And it's 950 for the plane and 450 for their gear and strut package. And they're available in red and white or yellow or the Jolly Rogers. Yeah. Um, so you got three schemes to choose from. Yep. And uh, Chris Hogg's got some pictures on his Facebook profile of it. Uh, like I said, though, uh, Aaron Ganade did an unboxing video. Absolutely. He got the red and white one. Uh, his only complaint really was about the graphics. He didn't really like the decals. I kind of get where he's coming from on right. that. Um, but that's a cheap fix. No big deal there. Probably hit up Cali Graphics. Done. Done. Yep. Um, personally, I think a 90R3 would be awesome on it. There was another guy mentioned that 73R5. Never even heard of that, but right. probably pretty cool. 70cc five-cylinder radial. Yeah. Other than the $2,300 price tag from Horizon, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty Ouch. cool. 
that stings a little. <laughs> Dude, I man, I love radials, and I start looking at them, and then I look at prices, and I'm like, eh, I don't like it that much. Yeah, that's kind of where I Way can, sick. I, I default they, back to that. They sound amazing, but I'm like, oh. Yeah, we haven't mentioned old Chris Hogg lately. Yeah. Uh, Which, man, he was on an RC Scrap Hall podcast. Go search it up on that site, man, you, if you want to check him out, kind of hear what he's about. But uh, yeah, I, haven't ta- was, I haven't talked to that guy in a while. That was back in the early days of the RC Scrap Pile, but... Uh, he sold CY models. Was it Texas yep. Warbirds? Yep. So yeah, check him out. Who else we got? Uh, so we mentioned Tomas. We yep. mentioned yeah, Chris. Legend Hobby man. They got some cool stuff coming out, man. They got the Cassett Racers. Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, I've got uh, one of the Yak Fifty Fours that they've got. Super yeah, your, sweet. Your plane. excuses running out over here, so we got to get well, that going. Yeah. Well, well, man, <laughs> my excuses are running out, dude. I'm waiting for better you like, outside, greenery like and me? everything like that. No, it looks good now. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah what I'm I know. Saying. I need to get it together. We need to go. Yeah. Which it's I'm all there. Tomas, I'm busting his balls for you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's got to do it. <laughs> dude, I've been busy, and I, I'm. Oh, let me guess. Yeah, life hit got me. In the way. Yeah. Well, no. Work got in the way. Not life. Work. Yeah, had a little life going on. Yeah, no, it's work going on, dude. Twelve hours a day, six days a week. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, that is that true. He's not wrong there. So I dude, really do. I work a lot. I don't want to hear it. I leave the country for two to four weeks at a time. Hey, speaking of which, if you go to <laughs> Germany this year, yeah, remind me that I want an airplane from Germany. So. Yeah, and I want some other things from Germany. We'll talk about that off the air. Uh, jeez. <laughs> oh, who else we got? A power batteries. Yep, Jason Duran, ZDZ engines. Yep. Check the show notes. Got some discount codes in there. Help you out. All right, Jason. Who else we got? I'm thinking. Man. Jason Reddish. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Flex Innovations. Yep, yep. Which which Clay's a Flex Innovations team pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I want to give a shout-out to Rocky. I like that guy. Josh. Eh. You got a... Uh, no, Josh is cool. No, Josh is all right. I'm just saying that to be funny. Yeah. We got Mike Sterling. Yep. Yeah. Full Throttle RC. That's yeah. it. Yep, yep. So, um, yeah, they actually got some really cool stuff coming out too. So, who's that? Full throttle RC. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, kind of so, well, tongue tied a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Throttle's got a lot of. They got a lot going on. Yeah, Chris and, uh, Barton, Donnie Friesen, a couple yep. of guys out there, man. Yep. So definitely wanted to go check those guys out at Joe Nall. Um, that's all I can tell you. <laughs> but uh, when you, if you go to Joe Nall, find the full throttle tent. It's gonna be some cool stuff going on there. Yeah. Take them a beer. They'll appreciate it. Then if you need an airplane, turnkey. Turnkey build. That's what's so cool about that. Larry Daniels has got a guy. Do you have a guy? Yeah. Well, kind of. I mean, I've got a guy. In, in that situation, I was one of the guys. But Yeah, 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 you are. <laughs> yeah, and you're, you're my guy. I'm just saying. So, I, yeah, I've got a guy. Yeah. If I get in a bind, I've got Mike, so. And man, I would say like if me and you can't figure it out, it probably ain't getting figured out. Yeah, but if there's somebody I trusted to build my planes other than me, it'd be Mike Stark. Oh, dude, I would let Mike build anything I've got hands down. I've threatened before. I I want to take them to pieces of B fifty two I have left and just drop them off here. Just drop them off here. Go put together. (laughs) You you might get a bold (laughs) fu. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm just speculating. You're gonna get a thumbs up. Yeah, and a K. Oh yeah, well, so worth we got, a try. <laughs> so we got old Bjorn. We've mentioned Jason Reddish, Jason Donhockle, Kurt Sider, Michael Sell, Bluebird Servos. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, did you already mention uh, Buddy RC? Yep. Okay. 
make sure to use the affiliate link, please. Yeah, that, that man, that it really, works it really helps us it, out. Yep. Which we're not necessarily trying to make money off this, but paying for our software, things like that, it definitely helps out, man. Well, and it helps those guys out too. Absolutely. You know, it's not just for us, it's for them. And I mean, one of the things. It saves about, you some money too. Yeah. And, and one of the things with Buddy RC, man, it's, dude, they've got. A lot of all the small stuff that you could ever want. You're building a charge case. They got all those weird connectors. But if you don't want to build a charge case, use the affiliate link at Fortitude RC. Exactly. So, so I mean, either way, we, you're covered. We, we got you covered either way. Yep. All right. I can't think of any others. I'm sure we're missing somebody. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know who we're missing? Eric Kendall at Smoking Oki. That's what it was. Oh, yep. Good one. Yep. Yep. Which he's more into rodeo right now. I think he's building some spurs, but. Yeah, well, he had a job change. Yeah, yeah, he's working on some aerospace stuff that he can't talk about. Yep. Wink, wink. But there's uh, smoke <laughs> injectors. So I did see a video uh, earlier today, I think it was. Some poor gal got completely covered in smoke, but it looked really cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some guy talked his wife good. into holding yeah. his airplane yeah. while he turned the smoke on, yeah. and I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. But you know what? With that those injectors. smoked out. With those injectors, she might not have got it covered in oh, quite as yeah, bad. Yeah, it was like true, a man. it was like a one twenty mama too, wasn't it? It yeah. was. Yeah, <laughs> it may have been a oh, what's his name? Donovan? Is that right? Not sure. And let me look. Well, it would have been worse if she was if that guy was using something different because his atomizes is a lot better, less slime, more time. I'm still yeah. Donovan I'm... Godsell. If I didn't butcher that name too bad, that's who it was. I've been seeing him posted a little bit here lately. So that dude smoked his wife out. He did. Yeah, <laughs> totally did. Seriously, considering putting one on a turban. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> so, all right, guys. Well, Casey, Jason, anything else we need to cover, guys? Man, I think that's it, brother. Oh, I'm gonna thank Jason for letting us record at his house. Absolutely. Anytime, man. Yeah, thanks for letting me drive an hour. Fuck. I'm just kidding, dude. That was more for play, giving me shit all the time about how I don't want to drive no miles. He doesn't. He gets 47 miles to the gallon on this hog and then complains about it. So It's terrible. It is what it is, Always. man. Terrible. Well, man, we hope you guys have a great week, man. Check the description down below to save yourself some money. Check out our sponsors, and uh, we'll check you on the next one. Say ya. Advised of an attempt to 11 to arrest now at 9.30.